Talk Radio. Evening, dear listener. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ashley. Ian Lee. Talk Radio. A busy show tonight. Eight quid for a packet of stamps. Eight quid. I couldn't believe it. And John Ronson will be on. All of that and more after we get a bit of news. I'll play. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies. Some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty it's true I hire my body out to pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay Hey, hey I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Now, hang on a minute. Someone, I, I thought so. The microphone wasn't facing the mouth. The microphone wasn't facing the mouth, guys. Evening, Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Busy show tonight at half past 11. We, oh, I see why, because look, this is this has gone loose. Hang on a second. This has gone a little bit loose. Hang on. Oh, we've broken it again. Ed, you're going to have to come in and fix it, dude. Hang on. Who'd have thought a brand new studio that would... Um, uh, would break so quickly. It's gonna have to come in and fix it. Is he coming in or is he? Uh... No, I'm gonna stay here. I ain't, I ain't moving. I ain't moving. Can you fix it for us? Yeah, I can do. Good lad, you fix it. And while that's going on, I'm just gonna close the blinds because I like it a little bit uh, more private. This is actually going out on the radio. Who'd have, who'd have thunk it? Stay there, Alan. Stay there, Carl. We'll find out if um, Alan... Uh, hang on a second. I can talk to him. Alan! Hi, You must be a multi-millionaire from now. Right off. Well, hang on a minute. You had a thousand pounds that you were going to... Hang, hang All right, 500 quid that you were going to bet on a horse that was, what, uh, 40 to 1? No, 8 to 1. Well, no, hang on a minute. When you first gave us the odds, and I apologise for shouting, but the, the microphones aren't working. It broke again. Sorry? Broke again. I'll break you in a minute. No, hang on, because this is not facing me. This no, I'm talking right. about the studio. We'll see how we go. It's, no, it's not because it's it, because look, you notice this is moving, you see? You see? Uh, so you, hang on, it was about 40 to 1 when we first spoke. Yeah, it was 12 to 1. All right, and you had 500 quid. Yeah. Right, and it came second. But I didn't have it, he tried, I had it to win. Oh, you twit. You massive twit. 
Because uh, when I was angry, the rain was coming down and it made the ground even softer, which slapped his odds even more from 9 right. to 1 to 8 to 1 joint. So, do you with. put 500 quid on each uh, for it to win? At 8 to 1. And it came in second, mate. Well, hang on, we've got to make sure our fate's talking into the right bit. There we go. Here we go. Well, it was the last. He was in the lead. I thought, hello, this is in for a good bat. But when we were up, passed him on the other I literally, I, went, oh, I literally no. didn't get any of, I literally didn't get any of that apart from the, oh no. When, when was the last time I jumped the last bed? That's the horse, okay. That's, yes, okay, yeah. Oh, but I'm quizzing in here. Yeah. Well, as they were coming to the elbow, yeah. we were past him. Right. I'm oh, quite, I'm quite oh, bored of this no. story. I'm quite bored of this story. Uh, what I want to know is, if you'd have bet it each way, how much would you have won? Well, let's see, it's quarter to the odds first four, yeah. so it'd be two to one. Five hundred, it'd be five hundred at two to one, but it would be a grand. Flipping it, and you, instead you, you, um, shot five hundred quid away. Oh, okay, no. okay, okay, now don't worry, because remember you had another 250 quid that you were going to bet on another horse. That one must have come in, surely? No, it was a follow at the chair. So, how much money have you lost, Alan? 750. Now, do you remember the little bet that we had where I said if you, you could have given me that 250 quid? And, and, if, I, and if I said no deal. You said no deal, and I said if your horse lost, I'd give you 150 quid back. And I still said no deal. You did say no deal because you're a bit of a, a, a plum. What's the topic for tonight, Ian? No, the topics are what would you do with Alan Caddick's 750 quid? I'm being. There were a few suggestions dotted online. Yes, yes. I could get myself an exercise on because I was in one of the national papers. Baby, baby, baby! What? I was in the Saturday Sun. What for? Being a massive plum? I was riding one of these exercises at Aintree. Hang on a second, Catherine. We might we've got some old papers out there. Can we see if we've got? It's a long shot. Bearing in mind we've yeah. Can we see if we've got Saturday's Sun out there? It's a long. I saw Friday's papers. There might be some of the Saturday's might be there as well. So you were in. By the way, we'll start the show in a bit. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, call you back. Th thank you. Um, call you something. Um, so you what were you? What were you in the sun for? Because there was a picture of me riding a wooden horse. Why were you riding a wooden horse, mate? Because I wanted to see what it was like to be a jockey riding a horse. The thing is, though, I don't know if you've noticed, Alan, jockeys tend not to get splinters in their ass. Well, because they're riding, they are riding, anyway. they are, they are riding uh, what can only be described as real horses. Well, I was ten stone overweight anyway. I mean, you would have crushed the horse. No, but... So, you've lost... You've basically dropped 750 quid. Yeah, that ain't true. What do you do for a living, Alan? I'm unemployed. There's money from a taxpayer. Hello? <gasps> yeah. Um, okay. And how do you think... If we if we were another radio station, we'd now turn this into um, a hate phone in against you, and I, that's not what we do here. It would be it, it would be like it'd be Katie Hopkins having a pop saying, "Right, phone in." At this this, I think it's great. Listen, the stuff I the stuff I used to buy with when I was signing on. Oh man, alive! You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. Good for you, Alan. And I'm I am happy to 
I am happy to support your downfall. Thank you, Ian. Absolute pleasure, what buddy. What topics have we got tonight? Tonight's topics are... I've written them on... Oh, they're on my phone. OK, I'll try and remember them. Guess how much a pack of 12 first-class stamps cost? Well, it, I know one stamp costs 63 pence. Right, so multiply that by 12, what you get? Um, 7 pounds 68 for a packet of stamps. I couldn't believe... I couldn't believe it. I was in the post office. I said, no, I only want 12. She said, yeah, I know. It's eight quid for a packet of stamps, Al. Blimey. That's outrageous. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. Oh, wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Here's another thing. The Moscow State Circus... Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Is, at some point in the near future, going to be near me, right? Yeah. I thought, I'll take the boys to that. I'll take the boys to see the circus. Yeah. So, me and two kids... Yeah. Have a guess how much me and two kids to go to the circus will cost. Well, I think it would be about £15 for an adult, children, five to six. It's the Moscow State, it's not Jerry Cottle. I would say about 35 for an adult, 25 for a child. Yeah, so what would that be in total? Uh, 85 quid? 110 quid! Blimey! 110 quid?! To go and see the Russian state, the Moscow State Circus. Scandalous. For me and a six-year-old, the four-year-old won't even remember it. Scandalous. It's outrageous. And they're not allowed to have animals in anymore. Oh, no. So that's that's another thing. I want to know if, I want to know, because, uh, listen, I, I, I've made the mistake many times. One of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my career, Alan, was I slagged off Tom Daly's television show, Splash, right, without watching it. And then I watched it, and it blew my mind, because it was brilliant. Yeah. So I want to know if the circus is any good. Well, I don't know. I've never been to see the Moscow State Circus, so I'm in the same boat as you. Mm, blimey. Third thing. Do you think you could have afforded to go to that circus seven times with two kids? Well, I could probably take me mum and dad for OAP weight. Yeah, probably. Third thing. you seen how arrogant those lifeguards are? Yeah. I feel I'm losing you a little bit, Alan. All right, I'm back. And we'll be talking about bums and winkles. Mmm. Yeah, about you know, and I assume calls to air at midnight? Why not? I mean, get, guys, get calling, you know the number? What is it? 0844-499-1000. Thank you, Alan. Lifeguards, seriously. Uh, we went swimming today. And, um... Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Apart from the... Oh, wait, for, he's right. There's the phone number. We'll give you a call back as well. John Ronson coming on at half eleven. Apart from the arrogance of the lifeguard. They... I mean, and the, the thing about lifeguards... They're kids. They're kids doing it. They've got to be like 19, right? I have never seen a lifeguard save a life. I've never seen it. I don't... Seriously. And I'm good... All right, I, I could be treading on thin ice here. Who's ever drowned at a public bath? Now, when, no, 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 don't phone me up and say, well, my nana did. Don't do that. But really, the, statistically, I reckon public swimming baths have got to be safer than flying in an aeroplane. They've got to be. They've got to be. I've never seen any trouble. The only trouble I've seen in a swimming bath was when my son puked up. And I, I had to make a decision, an immediate decision. Do I alert the lifeguards? No. I just 
swished it away. Just swished it away. Because it wasn't solid. It was kind of milky. I just swished it away. And it went. The chlorine eats it all up. That's sick in that swimming pool because of the chlorine. It's probably cleaner than um, your face. So, but the, the, they are so... So there's there's water slides at the swimming pool, like big slides, right? And they don't open till four. So we got there and we're ready. And then we noticed about 10 to four, big queue started. Kids started queuing, right? And the lifeguard, he was just pushing kids back. There's a there's a barrier there. So they couldn't go up the stairs until he said they could. And he's like, oi, you, back. Get back. Get back. I'm thinking, you're about six minutes older than they are. And he's really, get back. And I looked at him with disgust and contempt, to be honest, because I just thought, you come on. It's that test, isn't it? It's that experiment they did where they um, put a load of people, the prison test, where they put um, 30 people as prisoners and 30 people as um, prison guards in a prison. And they all, like within three days, they fell into their roles, roles and the prison guards were beating up the prisoners and they had to stop it. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, blood, they're all coming out of the woodwork today. Look, look, look. Um, and it's the same thing. If you give a 19-year-old a bright yellow top and some white shorts and flip-flops, they're going to turn into Hitler. It was incredible. Oh, wait, 444-499-1000. And so there's... Hang on, I'm just trying to remember. So the lifeguards. And... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Sorry. Do you want to, you, yeah. right? you all right? You're going yeah, you, to spit that out? I didn't have anything to spit out. Okay, it, sound, it sounded claggy to me. <laughs> Carry on. Good day? Yes, very. It's about to get worse. Okay. You're, what are you, 38? Uh, cheeky sod. No, I'm 25. Get out of town. Well, then, you, you, okay, you're exactly the right age for this question, okay? Okay. When you used to go swimming with your parents, I hope you had parents, but whoever, the responsible adult that took you, you swimming, right? Yeah. Did they say... You can't go swimming if right. So you have your lunch, right? And they and you say, "I want to go swimming now." And they say, "Well, you can't go swimming for an hour." Yes, my nan used to. Your na thank you. Your nan used to, right? Yeah. Who says that now? Nobody says that Nobody, now. So no. does that mean this means one of several things, right? One, your nan was lying. I don't think she was a liar. I bet she was lovely, right? Two that she was wrong, or three, that um, food and swimming technology has advanced so much that we can eat food and go swimming instantly after, or four, that we're putting our lives at risk now by having a sandwich and then diving in. Um, Mythbusters actually busted it. Did they? Yeah. Mythbusters took it. I'll have someone having a pop on Twitter for stealing that idea as well. They met... Bobby, stay there. We'll find out exactly how Mythbusters busted that myth after this. So, the question is... Um, is it true that when uh, when I was well, this is true. When I was a child, where are me? Hang on a minute, Bobby. Yep. Where are my pills? Oh blimey, I've not got my pills. I said I've got. Oh no, I've got me. I've got. Uh, where are my pills? I've got a blinding headache, and I don't know where my pills are. No, I don't know. I've not got them. Oh well. Oh well. This this could turn into a very dark show very very quickly. Huh? Uh, no, I'll have a look. I'll have a look in the bag while I talk to Bobby. So, when I was growing up, Bobby. I was constantly told, you can't go swimming, you've just had your lunch, you've got to wait for an hour, otherwise you'll die. I've got no, yep. I've got no pills, look. Um, uh, you, now you can, you uh, think that Mythbusters have busted that myth, have you? I'm pretty sure they did. Oh. But I can't remember 
the episode. Obviously, they've eat, they eat, they eat. Yes. And then went and swam. Oh, hang on, that's not busting a myth. That's just sticking two fingers up at your grandmother. Well. That's called. That, that's a different show, and I would. I, I would genuinely love to see that television program if that were to ever, <laughs> uh, ever take place. But that's not actually busting. Um, that's not actually busting a myth. Yeah, but they did it on the program MythBusters. Yeah, I'm well, not saying that they busted a myth, but well, hang on. But the, but MythBusters is supposed to be busting myths, right? That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, but they didn't. What do you mean they didn't? Well, they they went swimming after eating a meal. Yeah. Right. And they didn't die. Yeah. Right. But uh, I mean, is that what is it? What is supposed to happen to you if you ha- if you go for a swim half an hour after a sandwich, you die? Um. No. No. You don't die. Um. It's meant to be. Um. Something to do with digestion. Right. Um. And apparently it, like, disrupts it and you get, like, bad stomach aches and things like that when it's a load of tosh. So it is actually a load of tosh? Yeah. OK, all right. Well, I'll wait for 1,000 if anyone disagrees with that. We've got someone on Twitter who said, um, Paul says, My Portuguese in-laws won't let anyone have a shower for at least two hours after eating, let alone swim. Hello? Bobby? Hello, sorry. What, what's, what on earth is going on? I, d- I don't know. Bobby? <laughs> yes? What, why are you being so distant? Two things. Are you stoned? No. Are you an Australian teacher? No. Are you listening on the radio? No. Well, what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> My phone was going weird, so I had to sort it out. Okay, well, we'll um, sort it out. What have you called in for? And by the way, I've just I've just retweeted a, a picture of Alan Caddick riding a wooden horse. Oh my god, no way! Yeah, uh, uh, at Ian Lee, if you want to see it, it is terrifying. Um. Yeah. Oh. Um. Hello. Imagine. Imagine that face. Holy moly! Thank you very much indeed. Imagine that face, kind of bearing down on you and pulling away, and no, bearing down on no, you and pulling away. You. Wowzers! No, thank you. Good for you, Alan. Well done, mate. I'm glad that, that, that's actually very, very cool. Anyway, yes. Um. One thing. Yes. Um, in 2010, because that's the only uh, statistic I could find, yeah. there were six deaths in a swimming pool. In 1989, no one died. In 1990, no one died. Have you seen that on the day-to-day? No. Have you not seen that? Oh, it's brilliant. It's um, Steve Coogan as a security guard in a swimming pool. Yeah. In 1989, no one... He goes on and on. In 1999, someone died. In 2000... (laughs) It's just... It's so dumb. Anyway. um, Okay, so swimming pools, it turns out... Well, then lifeguards aren't doing their jobs. Obviously not, No. Flipping it. All right. Well, they're, they're arrogant, aren't they? Have you seen the arrogance in their face? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They think they're better than everybody they, else. And, and make, they're sat in a, on a big seat. But this It's the big seat, isn't it? Yeah. They're sat higher than everybody else. And I've said, I want this show. We're in week... Is this week four and now? I want this show to be loving and to embrace everything and to... But with... I can't... I can't love or embrace lifeguards. Have you ever met a lifeguard? Uh... No, 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 neither have I, Bobby. And I've met people from all walks of life. I've met bin men, I've met um, rock stars, I've met royalty, I've met all kinds of people, right? I've met, I've met David Furnish, right? All kinds of people, right? I've never met a lifeguard, and that makes me suspicious. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, I haven't. Bobby, thanks for your call. Thank you. Ta-ta, bye-bye. I've never met a lifeguard. 0844-499-1000. If you are a lifeguard, um, give us a call. I don't trust you. Yes, Kyle? Evening, you all right? Uh, I'm all right, thank you very much. Yes, my sister reminds me that my parents were liars. Why? She's just tweeted, and she's listening live in New Zealand, the home of the fashion of chaps. She's li- listening in Titirangi. Um, she says, to be fair, how many times were we told by a parent or grandparent, I can't play with you because I've got a bone in my leg? Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So oh, my, f- my nan used to... Go on, sorry. No, go on, go on. My nan used to say, uh, don't wear it with your hair wet because you'll catch your death. Yep, yep, yep. How many people have actually... Well, I'm not going to ask that because we might get someone phoning up saying, well, six people died in 2010 of going out with wet hair and actually catching their death. Catching their death. Sweet Lord. Oh, wait, 444991000. What you got for us, Kai? Uh, well, a couple, a couple Can of I stop you what? there? You got, yep. I've developed an annoying habit of abbreviating people's names uh, down to one syllable... Kyle. That's two syllables, yeah. Abbreviating it down to one syllable. And I caught myself doing it last week with, with several callers. And I thought, oh, you've, you've, you've caught that early. You can stop that. Uh, and, and then I've just done it with, um, uh, with Bobby. And I've done it with you. I've called you Kai, which is, is a hot one. Well, no, it's not. Kai is, is the name. And I'm going to offend some people. It's the name that um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it because I'm being nice and loving. But it's not a very nice name. So I apologise. If anybody spots me abbreviating their name to one syllable, you have permission to um, uh, ring an alarm or something. Okay, no worries. Thank you, Kyle. What have you got for us, <laughs> well, Kyle? Well, hey, hey, I'm just in the picture of Caddick. Truly, truly amazing. I wouldn't have the nerve. Well, why did he agree to have that picture taken? Oh, it's it's a it's a cracking picture. <laughs> it's a cracking picture. But he's left up for the day, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he yeah. He's, he's, well, he, he, the thing is, he, he should sell those. Seven hundred. Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. What's the most you've ever lost in a in a day? And uh, it can be on a bet. It can it can be being ripped off. It can be anything. Seven hundred and fifty quid. And if he'd gone each way, he'd have doubled his money. He'd have doubled. He'd have doubled his money. Isn't that oh, outrageous? Oh, I don't reckon Caddick's ever gone both ways, mate. Hey. Hey. No, but the, the other thing, I was going to ring and say thank you to you. Thank you? Yeah, cause of, because of what you uh, prompted me to do last night. Not kill again? No, 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 no. no. I've still got the body in the back. Okay. Um, no, the, uh, can I just say, bullshine on a rainy day. Ladies and gentlemen, it is bullshine. It is, uh, if anybody was, uh, for Sunday nights are hashtag bullshine nights, where we all gather on the internet, on Twitter, and we listen to the magnificent, the mighty, um, Howard Hughes. And, uh, it, it, shadow people, I must admit, I fell asleep before we got to the shadow people. Um, but it was people on there talking about how they can predict the future using a- scientific algorithms. And then they said, we think that either Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump is going to win the American general election, be president. No, they're not. It's going to be Hillary. Well, they were just very weird. It's odd because there was the first woman, the Scottish woman, and she was a bit odd. But no, these people have, ev- have evidence. And then the second one, and then what I did hear of it, the shadow people... And they were just like, they all sounded, and you will love this, yeah. they all sounded like proper 60 stoners from California. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. It was amazing. Those are my kind of people. 
it's a good yeah. listen. Howard Hughes is a good listener, isn't he? I think he's a brilliant broadcaster. I, we'll get him on one day. Um, but I, yeah, I, it, I, I, I miss the shadow people. I shall um, try and navigate talkradio.co.uk's um, listen again feature and try and listen again because I genuinely, I think it's per. And did you hear him getting a few little digs in at other radio stations? I, I heard the one at LBC, yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, here we go. He owned it. Uh, listen, thank you very much, Carl. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, you can text 87222, start your text talk. Text costs 25 pence plus your standard network rate. You can watch as well on Periscope. I'll tell you how to do that after this. <laughs> Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can periscope periscope.tv forward slash Ian Lee, and what it is is me. Basically, you can see the show. Hello, everybody, and I will talk to you during the next break. I'm just still kind of um, getting uh, kind of set up and stuff like that. Um, who's this? Um, who's this? I don't know what's going on there. Right, David. What's happening? You alright? I'm all right, David. What you got for us? The Kyle guy was talking about the LBC. They're doing that. They're doing that free hour thing again. They've done. Hang on a second. They've done what? What? They're doing the free hour thing again. The free hour special nonsense. Oh, they do. They, 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 they've, they've lost it. They've absolutely I'm lost it. Tour radio is where it's at, guys. Tourradio.co.uk. Yep. This show, John Holmes, and I believe there are other people working on this station as well. Johnny yep. and Ash are a good laugh. Um, th- yeah. This is this is the future. Hey, I listen. I listen to, um, uh, and I'm not telling the company line because I've not been told to yet. Yeah. But Bob Mills on a Sunday night. Did you listen to Bob yeah. Mills? Yeah, I loved mm-hmm. it. Talking yeah. to talking to Jeremy Hardy for an hour. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a good comedian. It was oh, Jeremy Hardy's great. Bob Mills is great. And it, what was nice, right? It was just mm-hmm. a really leisurely talk between two sort of mates. And it was perfect for for a Sunday evening. Perfect yeah. Sunday evening listening. I'll, then you go into Howard Hughes talking nonsense. Mm, but I'll tell, you, I'll, I'll tell you who was good, Ian. I don't know if you're going to do a tribute. Uh, James, James Well. James Well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was good in the day. He was good back in the day. It's, it's yeah. sad what happened yeah. to him, but never mind. Yeah, if I'm sure I don't know if you're going to do a tribute special to him. We, we might do a tribute special to him at some point, yeah. yes, if we can be bothered. Yeah. 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 Anything yeah. else, David? No, that was it. As I say, they, they, when I flicked on, I flicked on before you came on last week, and the LBC hang would be that free everybody's again. Yeah, well, don't, don't yeah. worry. Listen, don't worry about those guys, okay? This is where it's at, man. This is where it's at. Seriously. And it's still early days. Still early days. Still finding our feet. And I think we found a foot, and that foot is the shape of Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Good evening. Good evening. Ian. How are you, Nigel? Not too bad. Oh, hang on a second. Let me just let me just turn my music beds off. When they give me a fader, life will be so much easier because I remember when I've left something open or not. I've just seen a spider. Oh, oh! That's lucky. It's a spiders. Are, sp- are those spiders lucky? <laughs> Aren't they? Well, I don't. Obviously, it's a tarantula. Enough, it's a big one hanging on the web under a table. Kill it. No, no. What's the best I... book to kill a spider with? It's I not... don't kill spiders. What? Ian. What? No, I never kill spiders. Yeah, why not? But only if they're big black ones. This is a, a spindly one, a very thin one. Racist. So you're <laughs> racist against spiders? I've just I've just put out a message to Lindsay Lohan that I'm going to be on the radio now, so she might be listening. She might be. I, I've just... Well, I've t- it's on her public group, Lindsay Lohan fan public group. Yeah, she... A private, private group. She might be. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> I've just had time to put the message on before you run, mate. 
Um, oh, okay. But, so hopefully I'll get all these more, more viewers on the radio, listening to the radio. Well, let's now. keep our let's keep our fingers crossed. Probably thousands by now. Well, but, but, well, you you would th- you would think so, <laughs> wouldn't you? They'll all be tuning into their knobs. Oh, <laughs> steady, steady. Oh, never mind. Oh, it's Dave, Dave's here. Do you have a quick word with Dave? Uh, a quick word then. Good morning, yeah. boss. Welcome back. Oh, welcome. Hello. Good evening. Am I talking to, to myself here? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Da, 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 da. Welcome to my show. <laughs> oh, God. Who's that? Welcome to the Ian Lee Show. Who? Who, you? No, not me, Ian. Who's that? This is Nigel from Maystone. Who? Who, you? Yes, that's me. Mm. Flipping it. Oh, no. yeah, I, Who I, the hell is Ginger Baker? <laughs> He's gone into Ginger Baker again. I've done a little garden. <laughs> Just shut it, pal. Where, whereabouts are you from? Are you what from? What are you beefing on about? Are, are you are you far away from London? Are, are you are no. you in London? No. Oh, I just wonder where you was. Yes. Essex. Yes. Mm, carry on. Can you turn the faders up? Am I talking to myself here? Turn turn it up a bit. Here. Hang on a minute. I'm trying to turn it up a bit. I like the mushy peas. What was that? Give it some sticker, Ian. Please don't go. Mm, uh, uh, give it one, oh, Ian. God. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Neither do I. <laughs> Are you real? Ian, can I do my song, please? Of course you can, Nigel. I'm going to do Misty tonight because it's a bit misty outside. Oh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> the pun there. It, well, it's not. <laughs> uh, Can I ask? Do, what, have do you, you got... remember uh, Johnny Mathis? I do remember Johnny Mathis, one of uh, one of rock and roll's first homosexuals to come out and be uh, be out and proud. Really? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, didn't no, know. one of the first people to come out and be proud about it. Good for Johnny Mathis is a we... trailblazer. When a child yeah. is born, he did have a funny voice, didn't he? Well, yeah, so have you. I mean, it was a unique voice. Nothing, yes. Nobody else was like him. No, no, no. Really. Well, his, his voice, Johnny Mathis. Johnny mm. Mathis is still going. I think it's got he did be... Moon River, didn't he? As well. Did he do Moon River? I know that. Um, Moon River. Yeah. I know that the man did who sing. Uh, uh, the, but the the, uh, the original one. To watch uh, girls uh, by. Moon River was uh, Dan, Danny Williams. The, well, the well Moon River is written by Henry Mancini. Mm. But the original, the first one to sing it was Danny Williams. I don't think he was. Oh, wasn't he? I don't think he was. It, mm. Moon River mm. was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. D- and did he sing it in that? No, no. H- ah, who sang, who sang it in that? Because that would oh. be the original, surely. That's probably before his time as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, d- uh, like Johnny Mathis... No, mm. no, Breakfast at Tiffany's is colour. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. Always about colour with you, Nigel. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Mathis did a disco album mm. called... Um, and I had it on cassette called uh life is a song worth yeah. lit singing why don't you sing it yeah do you know do you know i've been watching your video of you t- telling what's going on on the radio oh, it's yeah. the first time i've seen you but oh you're on the periscope it. you know that video you put no. on talk sports talk oh that did that ages ago yeah, yeah did that ages ago yeah yeah that yeah, film. yeah yeah yeah, that, yeah. advertising your radio station yeah. why are you listening to ian oh, lee you let the kids in he's an idiot out I was going to say that, you know, John, um, Danny Williams, a singer? Yes. 
Uh, I, I played drums with him in, in 75. Did you? Uh, I did a cabaret thing. 75. I was a drummer for him. 70, oh, fantastic. Yeah. You've got a song for us, have you, Nigel? Yes, I'm going to do um, Misty if I can. Beautiful. So Where you go, boss? This is a proper recording of my album, which I had somewhat... I sold it for £10. How many did you sell? Um, quite a few. Uh, go on. It, I had to make... They were mass-produced by a friend of mine, yeah. a Crazy Horse that was on The Voice. Did you see Crazy Horse on I The Voice? I don't watch The Voice. Oh. I don't really watch TV anymore, Nigel. He don't wear any shoes. He's like an Indian. He, he dresses like an Indian with long hair and don't wear any shoes when, on television. When, if you were to go up to an, like a, a red <laughs> Indian and say, how, yeah. right, would he just look at you with disgust or mm. would he say... We're Native Americans, we're not Red Indians anymore. Probably so, we're Native Americans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's got a chip on their shoulder. Anyway, Nigel, you got yeah, a song I'll for us? On, it's about, on, it's about Native Americans and Carry On Films. Away we go. Carry On Regardless. <laughs> this is a song now, I'm just going to start pressing the knob in. Here we go. Mm. I'll press the knob in, just, it's just coming on now. Here we go. Thank you. Listen to the whole thing. Nigel! I'm watching the periscope figures go down, 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 deeper and down. Michelle? Hello. Hello, Michelle. You're in Germany, are you? I am. That's yeah. sehr good. Um, I, I, listen, I genuinely, I, I think Nigel's got quite a nice voice, and this is quite a nice production, but we can't play the whole song. No. No. What, what, um, what have you called in for, Michelle? <laughs> I have two swimming pool stories. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, swimming pool stories. Oh, eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Michelle, away you go. <laughs> so my first one is, um, I lived in the US for a couple of years. Yeah. And they, um, <clears throat> there was a news report from our local pool. Yes. Um, where they'd found a dead body oh. of a person who had been missing for three days. Oh. But the pool water was so murky Oy. that it took them three days to find the person. Was this like someone's <laughs> pool in their back garden? No, 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 no. Public pool. Oh, you're ju- Well, the, 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 the public pool today is the last day of half term. Right. Oh, he's still going. When he finishes, we'll applaud and we'll say we listen to the whole thing. I, 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 I'm not I, applauding that. Oh, no, Michelle. <laughs> could you do any better? Hang no. on, hang on, hang on. It's true. Hey! Hey! We'll have some of that. That was fantastic. Yeah, I've got quite a good voice, haven't I? The posse yeah. likes it. Steve Wright's posse likes it in the afternoon. Did, did you record it? No. Oh. Mm. Well, somebody might. <laughs> well, it's unlikely... There's a chance you might be in this week's podcast, Nigel. Oh, uh, that's the recording of the show, isn't it? Well, it's the yeah. best. It's the best bits of the show. You may oh. have made the best bits. I'll try and have a look then. Yeah, or a listen. But uh, Nigel, did you? Did, did, honestly, I think your voice. I think your voice is quite nice. Have you got any gigs coming up? 
Uh, well, I've not been trying. I'm not advertising at the moment. You see, I should advertise really, but I'd, I'd, I'm I'm quite happy retired at the moment. But yeah. but I ought to get back into drumming or singing or yeah. something. Really, don't you've not been putting your phone number on the on the website or anything? No, not good, recently. Good, good lad. Uh, All right, I, I'm still in contact with my friend, uh, who's a, a boyfriend of Miley Cyrus. Now, uh, hang on a minute. But <laughs> oh, is Miley Cyrus's ex-boyfriend? Nigel. Yes. How do you know that he's Miley Cyrus's ex-boyfriend? Be- because I. He said because so. I do know because he's got he's the, the person who I put my videos onto uh, on in, on this private uh, private thing on the you know Mike Star. I told you before his name's Mike Star. He's he's a, he's a record um, okay. producer and songwriter for Miley Cyrus. I don't know the gentleman. I, I, can uh, I can I b- permission yes, to speak freely, Nigel? Yes. Right. And and sometimes in this business, I'm in show business of types mm. of sorts. In this business, we um we have to be confronted with the truth sometimes, mm. even though we don't want to hear it. But yeah. I don't think you're in contact with Miley Cyrus's ex-boyfriend, and I don't think Lindsay Lohan well, called fr- you the other day. He's a friend of Miley Cyrus, anyway. He's probably a friend of Miley Cyrus, as he wouldn't know. He knows. He knows quite a lot about. Yeah, him, anyway. but you can Google it. Mm. But anyway. Okay. Yeah. I tried. Okay. Oh, oh, hang on. Who just dropped something in the water? <laughs> was it you? <laughs> that was me having a drink. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, is it, Michelle? But it's, it's, you, water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's water. It's water. Yeah, it sounds like mm. it. Yes, Nigel. Good of um, Lindsay Lohan's fan club to let me have my videos on their website. Yeah, well, on the Facebook page. On the fa- I mean, it's good of them to allow me to, to have them freely on their page. Do you not worry, Nigel? Mm. And I'm going to speak freely, mm. okay? Because I like you, and I think you've got. Mm. I think you've got a bit of talent, right? Mm. Do you not worry that these people might be laughing at you? Oh, of course. No, I don't care, and you. Oh, if you don't <laughs> care, then that's fair enough. Then no, that's I've, fair I've, enough. I, I've never had any work. No one's ever said they don't like me anyway before. So. Michelle, um, anyway. Mm. Well, Nigel, listen, it's good to talk to you, mate. Um, it, it gets harder as you get older to do things, doesn't it? Because your voice gets weaker. You, I find... Um, so, here's the thing, right? Some people's voice... Paul McCartney now, his voice mm. is not what it used to... still good. No. It's not what it used to be. Um, but then you get someone like uh, Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees. Mm. His voice is is amazing, and he's seventy two years old. Well, you just heard me now, and that was only two years. That ago. That was a recording. Yeah, only two years ago. Well, but a lot can happen in two years. You could have got but, a karate um, chop to the windpipe. The, uh, I can still sing the same. Uh, Go on then. Oh yeah, well I haven't got the backing. Have yeah, I? Yeah, thank you, mate. No, I just <laughs> it's the neighbours. I, I can't really make too much noise because no. the neighbours. Yeah. You can say oh. that you're leading me on. But it's just what I want you to do, Susan. You, you want to do it? Uh, Nigel, listen, you're a legend, mate. Thanks, nice. for, thanks for calling in, Nigel. Take care. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank uh, you. Uh, we Thank loved you, it. Ian. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Thank you very much. Michelle, stay there. We'll come to you after this. Evening, everybody. Ian Lee, Talk Radio, 0844 499 1000. Um, I'm, I'm doing my best to make this a loving, welcoming show for everybody. I'm really trying. It's, it goes against my nature. My nature will be going, oh, that's rubbish. Oh, you suck. You suck. And I'm really, I'm trying to fight that. We'll talk to John Ronson a bit about that, actually. If you've not read his book, You've Been Shamed, I suggest you go and get it now, because it's a corker. It's an absolutely brilliant read, and we might talk a little bit about that. And it's come partly from me reading his book that I'm trying to be a little bit nicer uh, uh, in um, public forums, as well as private forums as well. But we're t- so we're t- But anyway, we're talking about stamps, we're talking about circuses, we're talking about lifeguards, we're talking about swimming pools. And Michelle is in Germany. Uh, uh, whereabouts in Germany, Michelle? Um, in Bavaria by Nuremberg. I don't, know, I don't actually know anything about Germany, so uh, it's almost pointless me asking, but I felt that I ought to ask you that. <laughs> it's the south part. The, the south part of it? And, and um, Sprechen Sie Deutsch? 
Nein, ein bisschen. Ein bisschen. Ha hast du Geschwister? Uh, you know, no, I don't speak that much. Flippin' it! How, lo <laughs> how long have you been there for, Michelle? Oh, that's embarrassing. Four years. Oh, no, you're one of them. If you... <laughs> Here's the thing, right? If you were Pakistani and you were yeah. in this country, right, uh, we'd be there'd be people talking about kicking you out. Honestly, there would. There'd be there'd been people talking about recently. Well, if they're over if they're over here and for four years and they can't speak the language, do we really want them here? But yet, interestingly, no one's saying that you should be booted out of Germany. Isn't it no, funny? no, and everybody speaks English here. So Isn't it, it funny? And it's because yeah, yeah, it's because yeah. you're. I'm going to say why. It's because you're white and you're not a Muslim. That's that's why. But do you know what I mean? How do you, how do you know those two things? Okay, excellent point. I'm gonna. Oh God, I'm gonna say something, right? <laughs> I, we make assumptions from the name. From yeah. the Michelle is does not. Okay, I'm gonna say something, right? Yeah. You don't sound Pakistani. No. Now, I'm not, and that doesn't. Right. And that and and that doesn't really mean yeah. it. I worked in Pakistan for three months. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, there were people that lived there that didn't sound Pakistani, but they were Pakistani. And I've made yeah. the assumption that you're not Muslim. But you you're might be. You're right. No, 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 so. no, no, you're all right, you're right. Can you tell where my accent is from? England. No! Wales. Scotland! Wales! Yeah, Wales! No, Scotland! Wales! Wales! Yeah, yeah, Wales. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it I, means I haven't got a Welsh accent anymore. It's, I, now, now you said it, I can hear it, but I should have, I should have said Great Britain, of course, if I was in the cover. <laughs> anyway, so we've had one swimming pool story. It was tragic. Is the next one tragic or a bit more upbeat? <laughs> it's a bit more upbeat. So okay. in your spirit of wanting to have, like, harmony and nice things. Yeah. Um... So, I can tell you yeah. that definitely swimming after you've just eaten is no problem at all. Um, when I was a kid, our neighbour had a swimming pool, which yeah. me and my sister spent all summer at. Yeah. And the owner, our neighbour, would come down with afternoon tea every day. We would fill our faces and jump straight back in the pool. And none of you drowned? None of you had stomach cramps? No, nothing no, like that? we were all good. Then where is that? Where is that nonsense come from? Then <laughs> they didn't want kids vomiting in the pool. Oh well, but the chlorine is so strong these days um, <laughs> that, that it would destroy. It would destroy any um, uh, vomity germs that would be in there. I've, just, I've got another swimming pool story. God, the more I talk, the more I realise how many swimming pools. I always about. thought right N nowadays. Nowadays, like, we'll, and we'll get your story. In, don't worry. It's, it's, it's talk radio. We're not exactly um, uh, overfilled with calls. Uh, although I've got I've got a few lined up on here, this show is alright. Um, but um, but nowadays, like everyone's got a swimming pool or a hot tub or something. They've got something watery in their house, right? When yeah, I was growing that. up, yeah, when I was growing yeah. up, it was I always felt that people who had swimming pools in their back gardens, there was something very suspicious about them, and also, <laughs> then they were never heated. The outdoor swimming indoor swimming pool heated, the outdoor ones were never heated. So even in the yeah. hottest, hottest, hottest summer in this country, are you crying? No. Oh, I thought you were crying. Okay. It's so damn true. Even in the hottest <laughs> summer, the swimming pool would be flipping freezing. Awful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Why would anyone no, do I that? that? I don't. Swimming's a weird thing, right? The, but my eldest was going up to the stairs to the water slide today, and uh, he wanted me to stay at the bottom so we could see him come out just the once, right? And so I'm stood there, and my youngest is stood next to me, and I'm thinking, I stood there for about 15 minutes. I thought. I'm a 42-year-old man, right? Yeah. And I'm stood in a room with about a hundred other people, and I'm wearing shorts, and I'm soaking wet. 
That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. When you put it like that, well, you imagine if you said to your friends, hey, guys, do you want to go and stand in your, in your pants in a room full of strangers and be soaking wet for a couple of hours and pay for it? Yes, I'll have some of that. That sounds awesome. It's a weird public swimming. This is what I was going to ask. This is I knew there was a question that was in the back of my head. When was the first public swimming pool ever made? When did what person went right? You know this stuff we're doing in this river, yeah? Right? Imagine, imagine if we were doing it in like a massive rectangle with a roof over us. When did that happen? Nineteen twenty-four. Okay, well, then um, we've answered that question. 1924. <laughs> no, I'm guessing. No, no, I'm you've, guessing. You've, I have no clue. You've said it, Michelle, and that's now fact. 1924, <laughs> swimming pools were invented. What's your other story, Michelle? <laughs> um, oh, last year we went to uh, Euro Disney in Paris. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and just um, as, again, let me, inter- let me interrupt, right? We've yeah. been there, right? We've been there. Oh. Aren't the staff really surly? <laughs> yeah. They're so... Miserable, and you think because it's you know it's, it's France, okay? But you think because it's it's Disney that you're kind of like on um, like American soil because it's Disney. But yeah, the staff no. serving the the pizzas and the toffee apples and the drinks, oh my gosh, they're all miserable. Walt Disney would be spinning headless in his grave. <laughs> be, his head would be spinning in its freezer. Yeah. Uh, when we were there, they cancelled the day parade because it was raining. There was oh. not a lot of Disney magic going on. And the guy, so to your point, they, we got the French shrug and they're kind of like, yeah, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they... So we were there. Yeah. And my sister, my sister, we were staying with my sister. They go down to the swimming pool, come back about 15 minutes later, and we were like, what's up? A kid had vomited in the pool everywhere and they'd had to evacuate it. <laughs> I'm surprised. That, I'm surprised the French evacuated. <laughs> oh, it does not matter. It is just a child's puke. Swim around it. It will get sucked out by the filters in three days. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but Michelle, listen, it's good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Please learn some German. It's true, though. If you were a Pakistani in this country, oi, we don't want you. You've been here for four years and you don't even know the answer to the question. Has to geschwister? Has to. Uh, Tris. Good and tired, Chris. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, fella. What have you got for us, boss? Uh, well, first off, it's not true about um, Walt Disney. He, he, his head isn't cryogenically. No, I know. It's, it's, before... a, it's, a, it's a myth, isn't it? It's a popular myth, but it's, it's one I like to perpetuate. Cool. <laughs> Why would Because the, the thing is, of course, um, I, don't, I don't... Is anybody actually frozen? I don't think cryogenics is anywhere near developed enough for it to work at all. Well, I mean, it's just a... It's just a vanity thing, isn't it? But if you were going to do it... Right. Vanity. If you were going to do it, why would you have your head chopped off? I mean, where in the future... I'm actually saying that. They're working on head transplants already, so maybe it's not such a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Anyway, go on. Go on, Nurtris. Yeah, uh, lifeguards. Yes. Um, Which seems to be a recurring theme tonight. Yes. But, um... Lifeguards. At my um, at my local, uh, or one of my local swimming pools. My oldest daughter, she's a, she's a bit of a nutter for the slides and everything like yeah. that, you know. And they've got one of these ones where you go down on the rubber rings, a big rubber ring. Oh right, yeah. Now she was only like five or six at the time, and I yeah. was pushing her down. And as I push her down, I've got one foot trapped on the Ooh. downy, wetty bit, and and I'm doing the splits. Aye. Aye, so I decided aye. just to let let gravity take me, and I I I went down. Sort of head first in an awkward, awkward fashion <laughs> behind her. <laughs> anyway, when I get to the bottom, yeah. one of these lifeguards, and I mean, he was an embryo. He was, he was yeah. like 
a few weeks old. Um, he, he addresses me, Oi, mate. And anyone that starts a sentence with the word oh. Oi automatically gets my back up. Yeah. And he says, Oi, mate, you've got to go down on a rubber ring. And I said, yes, I'm well aware of the fact I need to go down on a rubber yeah. ring. Yeah. The, the sort of manner that I've fallen down this thing on may suggest that uh, this, this wasn't exactly planned. And he gave me he gave me a week's ban from using the slides. <laughs> so what... Well, hang on. Who goes swimming more than once a week? And also, how would they enforce that? Would they have, did they have to take your picture and, and then post it by the, the entrance to the slides? Well, I mean, I was, I was more than prepared to stand there and argue it for the rest of the day. Uh, but I, I just decided to sort of go go up to him and say, no, I'm not, and just walked off. <laughs> made, well, no, but Tris... Straight back on it. Did, I was about to say, did you go back on the slides? Oh, absolutely. Oh. I glared at him every time I came down, ring or ringless. Wow. <laughs> he was... He, um, I love weeks, ban. I've never... <laughs> Tris, listen, thank you for that. I'm going to move on because I want to squeeze Glenn in before the top of the news. Yeah, thank you, Tris. Yes, Glenn? Good evening, Ian. How are you? I'm ba- banned for a week from going down the water slide by a lifeguard. Uh, outrageous. I'm good, thank you. Glenn, what you got for us, boss? You were talking about Eurodisney with that last caller. Yes. I had the exact same experience, and I reckon I know why it is. Well, hang on. There's someone being sick in the pool. No, no, no. I'm talking about Euro Disney. Yeah, someone was sick in the pool at Euro Disney. The the, the parade was cancelled off because of the rain. Oh. No, no, that's not. I was talking about the staffing. The so. surly staff. Yeah, everyone. Yes. Everyone does at Euro Disney. It's a magical place, apart from when you try and buy something to eat or drink or go on a ride. Oh. I reckon the staff that sell the burgers and tear the tickets. I think they go home and the family go. Oh yes, Felipe worked at Disneyland. He's very successful, and he he's Mickey Mouse. And yeah. they go, yes, mum, I'm, I'm Mickey Mouse. Don't tell Auntie Jemima what now, I do. here's the thing, right? Because because all the Disney characters, of course, they look like they're happy, but it, it's going to be a French dude inside there as well, probably probably with a fag on. I'm sure I saw smoke coming out of Donald Duck's beak. <laughs> probably with possibly. a fag, and they're go- so they're going to be really miserable, and they're bouncing along and waving and doing. Uh, imagine a really miserable Woody. Woody's not the best choice, perhaps, but imagine one of the, the inside there. There's a miserable person who hates children. A Frenchman. I know, and apparently they have hand signals for when they need to go to the loo and things like that, and they have to stop the autograph signings for them to disappear. And inside there has to just be a very miserable, morally corrupt person. It's a sad state of affairs. It is, Glenn. Listen, I've got, I've got to move on because we can't to the news. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, uh, other shows on talk radio. I'm having to cut people short because we, uh, we're going to the news and we, we have an overflow of calls. Don't stop, but we have an overflow. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. It, it's weird, and the kids didn't notice when we went to Euro Disney. They were young enough that they didn't notice that um, the person who was serving us cold, overpriced pizza had nothing but contempt for us and um, just looked at us with disdain. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. It turns out we're turning into a swimming pool special this evening. Talk radio. And suddenly an hour has gone. If you're watching on Periscope, apparently there are a few problems, but you can go and have a look, or you can listen to us on talkradio.co.uk and you can find out all about all of the other shows that are happening. In the next hour, we'll have John Ronson on the phone, live from New York City, and more of your calls. When was the first swimming pool ever invented? Here's the news. So, 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. We'll call you back. Catherine joins me in the studio. Good evening, Catherine. It is It is through the glass. Hi. I feel that we can finally... Oh, there's a nice buzz on your microphone. Oh, that's no, not it's good. No, it's gone. 
I feel that we can finally start the show. The first hour is always feels a bit frantic. We're having to come in and, and, and get rid of Johnny and Ash from their show and cool the studio down. Cool it down. It's a bit frank. I've got I've got so much equipment. I've got to set up with the phone for the periscope. And we've had problems with the periscope and the tripod and the computer, which I plug in. I'm the only one that brings a computer in. And why do you bring a computer in here? Well, it means I can do um, um, stuff like this. Oh, no, it didn't work, you see. There we go, there we go. It's disgusting. Thank you very much indeed. Or, um, um, what's this? Shut up I sent you listen. Ca- I sent you Caddick's Blimey from earlier on, because okay. that was a corker. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, I tell you what, we'll have that while we speak to Colin in Dunstable. Good evening, Colin. Good evening, sir. How are you? Hey, it's, it's hashtag Fossil Friday. It's hashtag Fossil Friday, I don't yeah. know. I don't know where you sent that clip, but I haven't got it. It ain't come up in any of my emails. To your Gmail? No, no it's not there. It's not oh, there. I'll send it again after. Hello, Colin in Dunstable. How the devil are you? He said, slurping on a cup of Roybosh tea. Oh, not too bad, thank you. And you? Oh, you know. I got, I got, um, I nearly saw them. I got an upset stomach today. Oh dear! Yeah, there's always something wrong with you. There is, there is, Colin. Upset stomach and a headache, and I won't get enough sleep tonight. But that's 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 life, Colin. That's life. Well, there you go. That's life. Yeah, I would say that's one of Sinatra's weakest songs. Uh, I'm not really into Sinatra. Really? Have you heard his um his disco album he made with Quincy Jones? No. I will try and find a track from it. While, um, I say disco, it was kind of well, loose disco. I haven't found you on DAB yet, you see. Oh, what are you listening to us on then? I'm not. Oh. oh I, so, some bloke who, uh, is a presenter for a hospital radio station. Yeah. Uh, gave me this number and said, ring it. Oh, so you don't know what the mystery sound is then? No. Didn't hang, on, even, hang on, hang on, here we go, here we go. Hang on, hang on, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the uh, illuminated disco floor the one, the only, Mr. Frank Sinatra. Flipping heck. Wow. Flipping heck. He don't mind, does he? Anyway, yeah. well, you've, you've, you've not found us on the radio, Colin, but you found us on the telephone. It's a swimming pool special, and we're discussing... When was the first ever swimming pool invented? We've got it back as far as 1924. Oh, I have absolutely no idea well you i would have thought you would have known a because you're old and b because you like history mm, and fossils yeah but you, you know that's something i've never investigated i know but now you're thinking about it it's interesting isn't it who it, was, it who, is, who, yeah. was there, who was out with their mates in a um uh, a stream or a river and went hey what would be really good would be to do this in um a giant rectangle where uh, it starts off where it just goes up to your ankles but as you walk into it it gets deeper and deeper until it covers your head and we'd have a roof over ourselves <laughs> and by the way you'd have to wear trunks trunks what are they i've just invented them they're they're shorts with netting inside so that when they get wet you can't see someone's penis that's I'd never thought of that before. No, you wouldn't have. 
But then that's the difference between me and you and the dog named Boo. There we go, you see. Where was that? Who sang that? That was a good, that was a song. Me and you and the dog named Boo. I thought the dog was named Blue. And Anna living off the land. He's gone. I thought it was a dog named Blue. I don't know. I always thought it was Boo. Do you know, it doesn't really matter, does it? Does it? No, it doesn't it, really matter. I, I no. think stuff like this does matter. Let's 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 have um, a listen. Let's find out. Is it boo or blue for five points? I remember to this day the bright red. I can't. I can't listen to any more of that already. It's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Colin, oh, I quite Colin, like it. You would do. Say hello to Vicky. Hello, hello Vicky. Hello. Where are you, Vicky? I'm in the Croydon area. All oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you? I'm in Dunstable in Bedfordshire near Luton. Lovely. Lovely. Don't give him any more location, they don't call Vicky. It Luton up here. <laughs> they call it Luton. 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 Yeah. I've only ever caught a plane from there. Oh. I'm yeah. Surprise. I've yeah. caught lots of stuff from here. Is there more to do in Luton than go and catch a plane? Uh, not a lot. No, I didn't think so. Um, um but, uh, there you go. Yeah. Well, great conversation, guys. Classic bands. <laughs> talk, talk radio. We're, 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 um, oh, I'll tell you what we can do while you're here. Colin, because yeah. you can't listen to us, we do a thing called the answer phone messages where we give out a phone number and I can't remember what the phone number is and people phone up and listen and, and they leave us a message. They can call any time of the day or night and leave a message. Do you want to hear today's answer phone messages? Go on. Here we go. Oh, hang on a second. Oh, because <laughs> I've not got a flipping fader! Oh, oh, get a grip. Get a fader. Hang on a second. Right, it should work. Here we go. And here's today's answer phone messages. from the United States of America, and I'm on cannabis and crack. Nellity yelled and packed the trunk and said goodbye to the circus. Off she went with a thumpity jump, thump, thump, thump. Hey, it's the Just coming back from a night skate. Uh, tonight I was doing the uh, Blackman Dolce impersonations, and tomorrow night I think I might be Jim Will, or David Nash, five four. Anyway, don't forget, I'm sunbeaming your life. Hello, Ian. You're right. It's uh, Ringo, Ringo Starr again. Um, I'm just ringing because I, I don't love the show. I felt like that was a bit much. I, I think it's all right. I don't love it. And, it, you know, uh, that was it, really. All right, mate. Peace and love. Bye. I 
Hi, that Talk Radio. Uh, can you put me through to Caesar the Geezer, please? I want to speak to Caesar the Geezer on Talk Radio, 10 to 1, Monday to Friday. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Hi Ian, tuned into the show last week, couldn't believe my rabbit ears when I heard you play the rock classic that is Bright Eyes. I was even more surprised to hear that it wasn't the substandard Arthur Garfunkel version, it was in fact my version from my Tizzle days, as I am Matthew Butler. The song hit number 121 with a bullet back in the crazy summer of 1980. Crazy days indeed. Anyway, thanks again Ian. Bye. Ian, please, can we have a minute of silence for LBC? What do you reckon, Carl? Lynn? Pretty eclectic. Thanks very much for calling. Speak to you soon, love. Ta-ta. Yeah, bye, mate. Bye, mate. Yes, Vicky! Yeah, hello. No idea who that was at all. <laughs> yes, Vicky! I feel very touched by that silence at LBC. Yeah, well, you know, it's, um... Poignant. Uh, well, it's, let's remember everybody who sailed in her. <laughs> and has long since gone. Anyway, what you got for us? Yeah, um, right, firstly, swimming pools. Yeah. When I went to school, we had a swimming pool in our school. Yeah. Uh, but it was like ridiculously hot and they used to make us swim in our pajamas. Oh yeah, no, we did the we did the swim in the pajamas and it was if you were for it was, uh, we did it once and I loved it and it was cuz if you were ever on a cruise ship and it sank if you ever sank at sea Oh, is that what it was for? You'd have to be able to swim in your cl- or if you fell off a boat, I suppose. It was never explained to me while yeah, I was in my PJs. Yeah, yeah, so if you, you, you cuz swimming with your clothes on obviously is harder because it gets wet, yeah. it absorbs the water and it pulls you down. Yeah. So it's if you fall off a boat, I suppose. As so why did, the others, um, why did the others why did the others dive in for bricks in our pajamas? I mean, that was never going to happen. Well, I, but it was because you had to I, the thing is, I'm not. I, here's the thing, guys, and I'm, I am. I am happy to say this. I can swim. I'm not a very strong swimmer. I certainly don't like getting water in my eyes. Um, you pulled a face there. No, no. no I don't like it. I hate it when the kids splash me in the water because it Gosh. just gets. And I can't have to look away when they dive mm. in. So I've never. I've never seen my child hit water from height because I have to look away. At the moment. Yeah. Well, I, t- I turn away because I can't get water in my eyes. And you can't wear goggles as a grown man because you look like a pervert. I always. This is. The, this is when I was a kid. Right. When I was a kid, I really wanted to be an actor, and I thought I can never be an actor because um, I cannot open my eyes underwater. And I thought that was a thing that you had to do to be an actor, because <laughs> it was always in the 70s, they were always underwater with their eyes open, not with goggles on, but they'd be looking underwater and be looking and go, <laughs> and I used to think, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't well. do that. And I used to, as a child of like six, seven, eight, I would feel great shame at my inability to um, uh, uh, open my eyes underwater. I thought I would never be an actress because I couldn't kiss boys in front yeah, of people. These things, these things, I, I can. I can. 
I told you when I went out um, um, to a gay club once after the 11 o'clock show. Was it, was it the 11 o'clock show? It was Rise. It was after Rise. It was not, because it was, it was in the morning, but we went um, to end up in a gay club. Me and David Furnish dancing away, and I'm voguing around Furnish. Gosh. Voguing around Furnish. I was Don't very... Don't say what you were screaming. Can I not say that? <laughs> Can I not say that? I was very drunk. I was going, come on, you gays, you love it! <laughs> and they took me to heart. <laughs> to heart. <laughs> Um, and another, oh, was underwater, swimming with my eyes open. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. It don't matter. What you got for us, Vicky? Well, I thought I'd change you to a slurp-off. Oh, yeah, go on then. Right, okay, you got something? Ready? Oh, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Right, Ready? okay. Count us in, Kath. One, two, three. Oh, I think you've won, Vicky. Flipping it, Vicky. You've had practice. <laughs> I was, yeah, we go. I was choking then. Vicky, thank you very much. 0844 0844-499-1000. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Uh, you can text uh, 87222, start your message. Te- uh, talk. Text costs 25 pence a minute plus your standard network rate. I wouldn't bother, to be honest. I'll go, go on Twitter, at Ian Lee. Um, Jonathan in Swansea. Yes, Jonathan. Hello, Ian. Hello, Jonathan. No, Noah. Sorry, mate. Don't worry. That's okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody noticed. <laughs> what a wicked. Oh, uh, I, I. Yeah. Uh, John I, Ronson. I John, now listen. You like your conspiracy theories, don't you? But you don't think they're conspiracy theories. You think they're fact. Some of them. Well, John Ronson's coming on. Are you aware of his work? Isn't he on that poetry, please? No, that's Roger McGough. Uh. He um, hung out with David Icke, who was supposed to do an interview today, but he postponed it. I'm not surprised I've met Icke, and I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. Well, I'm not going to toss him, but he's going to go... The 25th, I think, we're recording an interview with him. I think he'll come on. I just think... I don't think... I don't... I... And this is maybe where I'm so naive. I wouldn't read any conspiracy into the fact that David Icke cancelled or postponed today he double booked i was looking at his website there's an interesting video on there that he's posted but it's not his video of someone claiming or suggesting that the um you know remember the bombs at brussels airport yes yes hoax oh what do you reckon now a hoax uh i I, i'm not sure at this point it could be it may not be it's not no, 30-odd people died, didn't they? Well, n- well, did they? Um, he describes, and it's not, again, this is not Ike, but this is on his website. He described, it, he does ask a brilliant question, right? It starts off with, um, oh, I've got, I've, got a place, I've got so much audio that I found over the, um, the weekend, including a woman having a go at um, Katy Perry's dad. Have you seen that? No. Oh, I'll, I'll play you that in a bit. Let me play you, um, um, oh, David, isn't it weird? David Ike's website looks different to how it looked when I accessed it the other day. Hang on a second. He asks a brilliant question, right? And if I can find it, I will, um, I will play it. Um, oh, flipping it. His website's really hard to navigate. First question, David, get someone to do your website properly, please, mate. Because it's all over the flipping thing. Um, 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 uh, ah, here we go. Oh, no, that's the Paris attacks. (laughs) Anyway, he asked a brilliant question, right? The guy says, why... And and he calls them um, actors, survival actors. Why are the survival 
actors all wearing blankets. And it's a good point. Right, I think that video's been taken down. Isn't that interesting? Because I can't see it. Unless someone's got a link to it, they can tweet me. And it's a good point. Whenever there's a bomb or something, mm. people get either blankets or the silver blankets. Yeah. What's that for? Well, it's to, because they're in shock. Right, and how's a blanket going to help? Well, because because they'll go cold, won't they? Sorry? Yeah, if you're in shock. Come on, mate. You're, you're clutching at straws. No, if you... If you if you're in shock, then your body shuts down all but the essentials, so it will warm your core, but your um, extremities will be freezing cold. Okay, well, why are they not giving them gloves and hats, then? Well, that's a bit fiddly, isn't it? You can pile was... up blankets, they're easiest to store. I was only on Ike's website for half an hour, and I'm already totally buying into all of this stuff, but it looks like that video's been taken down. It's probably cheaper for them to buy blankets exactly. bulk than it would be gloves. Exactly, and also you're messing about trying to find matching pairs then, aren't you? All right, all right now. What, 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 what? So you, you, but you think that the, the, the Brussels um, terror attacks maybe were a hoax? I'm saying that there's a possibility that they were a hoax, but I to, don't To what end? That... To what end? Um, to, to, to tell you the truth, I, I, I think whether they're real or not, the agenda is clear to spread fear and terror. Yeah. To have society tear itself apart. There's a, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to interviewing David Like, and I don't really want to dwell too much on the um, on the conspiracy theories and stuff because I think that's been done to death. I'm hoping, and he's got a book to plug and he's got a tour to plug, and that's fine. I, I'm hoping I can find out a little bit more about David Like because I've been reading up on him, right? Yeah, and he's fascinating, right? He's absolutely fascinating, and he quit TV, right? He said uh, because TV workers are insincere, shallow, and vicious. With rare exceptions. He's bang on the money well, with that. We, we all know that, don't He's we? He's bang on the money. You know my attitude to TV now. I've stopped chasing it. If someone comes up to me and says, here, there's, there's uh, uh, 500 quid for a couple of hours' work, I'll do it. Or, you know, there's bigger... I'll, if, if I can do it and I think the money's yeah. okay and it's, I can get to keep my clothes on, I'll do it. TV workers are insincere, shallow and vicious with rare exceptions. He suffers yeah. from terrible arthritis. Oh. Terrible arthritis. Ruined his football career. Didn't get on with his dad at all. His dad was furious with him when he gave up football, but he had arthritis. Fascinating, isn't it? Uh, um, uh, nine, nine, uh, with the um, uh, the Wogan interview in 1991, uh, he, he, I think, I, I think, and I'm, I will ask him. I may be putting words into his mouth. He had a bit of a breakdown, mm. and his kids. He had to keep his kids out of school because they were being followed by paparazzi and press all the time. Oh. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, there was a menage a trois with his wife and a spiritualist healer, but but it's he's fascinating and i don't know really anything about him apart from the little bit of work i did at the weekend so we'll see anyway jonathan that's not what you called in about is it uh well no it wasn't but funny you should bring it up because i've got some breaking news oh flipping heck here we go hang on i've got some breaking news hang on a minute let me get the breaking news hang on <laughs> let me get the breaking news music gotta make sure it's got the appropriate gravitas hang on a second uh here it is <laughs> Breaking news! This year's Bilderberg Conference will be held in Dresden, Germany, between June the 9th and June the 12th. That was breaking news. Thanks for that, Jonathan!
No problem. Cheers. Bye bye. Nothing happens at those Bilderberg groups. John well, Ronson went to one. Yes. And so do you we, remember we had one in our patch? Our there was old one place. in Watford or so. Basically, they, it's, it's um, five or six star hotels with a golf course near an airport. That's that's all. That's that gets sealed off, and they that's have the all requirement. these important dignitaries there, and uh, the local people end up paying for it, don't they? Yeah, that's it. And they, and they have to have loads of, of extra coppers out there. We um, we saw a copper today. I don't know if it's a real one. Are PCSOs, are they real ones? Well... They look like them. They look like them, but I, I think they've got and limited my, powers. My kids were getting on my nerves, and I saw a copper, and I, went, and I was about to do the, there's a copper, he's going to come and arrest you, and I realised that we don't do that anymore. No. And I said, and the police officer saw me, and I said, oh, I was about to do that thing where I say there's a police officer, but it's just because I'm tired, and we don't do that anymore. And we we chatted to him, for, he, was, he was a nice fella. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said to the boys, you got any questions for him? My oldest, best question, best question. Go on. How many people have you arrested today? Oh. The PCSA, that's a touchy subject. He said none. Well, he's not And I said, to. well, what's, what's my, um, where's my tax money going? <laughs> we had a laugh about that. He said, oh, it's a very safe town. And I said to the youngest, have you got a question? He said, yeah. Where's your net? Sorry? Where's your net? In Dennis the Menace, the <laughs> police officer has a net to catch people. Yeah. And he didn't have a net. Carl, what do you want? You've been on. No, I've been on. I just wanted to. I just wanted to clarify something about a previous caller. Is that okay? Oh, flipping it. Go on then. Yeah. Right. So um, we're, we're doing footnotes for the show now. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Mm. Don't know how it would work, but remind me. Footnotes for the show. We'll work that out somehow. Yes. Yeah, I'm just checking uh, that call you had on before. He sounded quite elderly. I don't know what Colin was. That oh, yes. Dunstable. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah, Colin from Dunstable. Yes. Um, who did he? Who did he ring up to get put on? Was it Catherine or was it Ed? Me. What are you Catherine, driving at, Carl? Because I'm hovering over the cut-off button. No, that's it. That's all I need to know. There we go. Excellent stuff, is it? What's he implying? I, I, I think he's implying that, um, that uh, um, uh, sexual favours have been negotiated. Well, he's right. Um, 0844 499 1000. I don't really know a lot about conspiracy theories. Um, because I think That's most... the way they want it. Well, yes, it's ever. But I imagine... Um, that if I were to, I mean, I, literally half an hour on Ike's website, and I'm like, oh, maybe that, maybe it was a, maybe they didn't happen, you know, maybe, maybe because the area where the bomb went off mm-hmm. was closed. Right, you want to talk to John Ronson about this because you remember no, he no, spoke no. to the woman who was harassed for apparently being an actress. Do you remember she was a seven seven closed. survivor? It, but it was closed. They were doing building work in that section. Were they though? Yes. The fella in the video that's now been taken down, I was suspicious. He said so, did he? Yes, on the documentary he'd made. It's not a documentary. He'd got news footage and he'd um, managed to record his voice over it. That's not easy to do. Um, that's not easy to do, to do an audio dub, as it used to be called on the old v- uh, Betamax and VHS video recorders. That's not easy to do. It's a bit easy to do. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Get rid of, get rid of that. I've, I, if, I wish I knew the outfit better. I've been able to find this song. Let me play, let me just play you... Um, oh, let me just play you a little bit of this. Would you indulge me for a second? Turn my microphone on, thank you. This is why I hate not driving the desk, because when things go wrong, I can't... Anyway, right, anyway, this is what I wanted to play. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, where is it? Oh, blimey, hang on a second. Um, um, um... Hang on, bear with me, bear with me. I knew I should have put a little bit of work into the... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Ah, here we go. This is it. Thank you. Thank you. 
dancing for French cameras, kicking up her fat white eyes. She looks at me and suddenly there's water in my eyes. I like sleeping in your shirt, things are smoking and all your dirt makes me think of you sometimes. Lying on my own with water. It's um, it's the best song you've never heard. Uh, and why are we playing this before John Ronson comes on? Well, uh, John Ronson's on the line from New York. Hi, John. How are you doing? Hey, Ian. How are you? I'm, I'm really pleased to talk to you. We'll, don't worry. We'll let you go. So I know you've got to go and pick up your wife from, from something. <laughs> so well, please, sir, but I tell you what, go, listening, hearing that song just now was so great. If only we could have got that song played on the radio... <laughs> Back in the day when the man from Del Monte could have been big stars. They almost were. The man from Del Monte were one of those, they were kind of one of those also-run bands. They were big <laughs> in the indie charts. They were big, they were bigger than Pulp for a while. Yeah, you know, we, we, we used to play shows in Manchester where we were being supported by the Inspiral Carpets at 808 States. And, <laughs> uh, and we, yeah, we, we were on the cusp of greatness. And I think I, I don't need to tell you listeners, because every single listener who just heard that bit of water in my eyes would agree with me that it's like a great song. Oh, yeah. And, it saddens me and mystifies me to this day because I believe in in a meritocratic society where good people are rewarded. <laughs> yeah, Manfred Del Monte was never rewarded for for being so great. You you were their manager, and I was me and my friend. We discovered that me and my friend Malcolm Richmond. We discovered them, and they were our band, right? And we loved them, and we would always we, we lived in Slough. We'd travel up to London to go and see them. We had all the the vinyl. We had, I've still got them in a box somewhere, and all the all of the stuff that came out. And it never. You were their manager. How did how did you end up managing a band? Um, I saw them in London. It was like a Damascus moment. So I was the I was the social secretary of the Polytechnic of Central London, which is also how I ended up joining Frank Sidebottom's band. And and so I, I was just I was shadowing my predecessor, and I was at a sound check, and the Mansa Del Monte were playing, and I just thought this this band is going to be is going to be huge and i want to be in on it <laughs> so I, I mean in a way i'm quite glad it never happened because i would have spent my life in the music business which would have been so depressing but um uh but i i just thought this band's going to be massive and and lots of other people did too it wasn't just you um the band james like were big champions yeah. of the man for del monte and and you know there was a moment when because i tell you what i think the problem was um well, A, I was a terrible manager. I kind of <laughs> managed them into the ground. And, and B, there was a kind of class thing. Like, the band was perceived to be sort of middle class, um, oh. even though, I mean, they weren't, but yeah. they were perceived to be middle class. And it was just at the time when the Stone Roses and Happy Mondays yeah. and, and all of that lot, who were, you know, very much kind of working class bands, came up. And, and any any group perceived to be kind of middle class had to, like... Um, you know, change fast or die, and we died. But they, I, I remember they were on the, the a video for it was either that or um, Louise was on um, was on the chart show, and it, we got very excited. Yeah, yeah, we made it to the chart show. We made it to like a few things. We played in Barcelona with the Darling Birds. Wow, <laughs> and. Um, 
Yeah. And I met, I met you, I met you, and I think I've mentioned this before, um, backstage when they were playing at the, uh, the marquee, and I was a very drunk 15 or 16 year old, very, very drunk, and you had a monkey's t-shirt on, of course I'm obsessed with the monkeys, and, uh, uh, and I remember, I, I think I was probably quite gobby, so I probably owe you an apology. <laughs> it's fine. You're good. forgiven. Good. They were good to us. I'd say I'd do anything to to get the Muppet. I wanted to have some kind of renaissance because they were <laughs> they were so great. I'm always Maybe banging on about them. The moment. Maybe this was the tipping point. You playing water in my eyes? Just now. <laughs> That's it. We can let it go. Uh, and the yeah. reason we saw them is because we came to see Frank Sidebottom at what what was London Central Poly. Um, right. And uh, it was uh, again. I, I was obsessed with Frank, and Frank was one of those things, one of those those acts, those turns that was that that divided people. My sister, who's listening now in New Zealand, hated him, didn't get it at yeah. all, and just thought it was childish and ridiculous. Whereas, you know, the people in the know thought he was a genius. Well, he was a genius, I think. He was a genius. He really was. Um, there was a kind of strange, surreal genius to what he did. And I think you'd only... Like, at its, I, I was lucky enough to be in Frank Sidebottom's band, I think, at, at his kind of height, yeah. where... Um, you know, we were we were quite terrible, but we were terrible in this really endearing <laughs> way. Um, people, yeah, people fell in love with us. We were playing in front of like crowds of two thousand, and uh, and and then I think what the problem was uh, was that Frank Chris, who who was like underneath Frank's head, yeah. decided to make the band more mainstream. Thought we can't carry on just being terrible, so taught us all to play properly. And, and we kind of jumped the shark, and that's what killed us. And um, but I was there just before all of that happened, when when we were kind of sort of weird, shambolic oddness. I mean, I, I, maybe some people listening don't don't know what we're talking about with Frank Sidebottom. Well, um, it's it's hard. To, well, it's it's hard to describe beyond it was um, a, a brilliant songwriter hiding behind a giant paper mache head and yes. pretending that he wasn't a brilliant songwriter. Yeah, and also we did lots of cover versions. We'd always did cover versions of, of slightly pompous songs, um, and, and which Frank would then do in this kind of plinkety plonk way. So, so we we would reduce great pompous anthems to kind of stupid parochial songs about living in Timperley in Manchester. And yeah, and, and throughout it all, he wore a big fake head that he never took off. And, and I tell you what, Ian, nothing makes a young man feel more alive than cruising up the motorway at two o'clock in the morning, sitting next to a man wearing a big fake head. Because uh, sometimes he would keep the head on for like hours and hours, even when, when he wasn't on stage. And he was Frank. You couldn't call him Chris when he wore the head. He wouldn't respond. You had to call him Frank. And um, yeah, so suddenly at like the age of 19, I felt like Alice through the looking glass. I'd be in like a van at three o'clock in the morning, cruising up the motorway next to a man wearing a big fake head. Did you? I'm, I'm sure you must have done. I, I, done. I had a couple of times the, the pleasure of, of hearing Frank Sidebottom swear. Very drunk Frank Sidebottom swearing. <laughs> I don't remember Frank being drunk. I certainly remember Chris being drunk. Oh, the, the wayward side. The last it. gig, I, the last gig I did with him, it was um, at the Hundred Club, and there are only about, as there often were, unfortunately, there were about forty people there, and I was <laughs> comparing, and Chris yeah. was steaming drunk. I mean, steaming, and he was he was being so charming though. He was hilarious yeah. backstage, playing like blues songs and stuff, and he right. went out as Frank, and he was meant to do twenty minutes. Forty-five minutes later. The, the the promoter said, you've got to get him off because I've got to close up. So I had to go on. And it was wonderful. It was such a good performance. And, and he said, all right, sorry, boss. Yeah, OK, well, I'm just going to go and sit at the edge of the stage and sell badges. 
And he did. <laughs> and it was joyous to watch. Is you know, my favourite Frank gig was, uh, it was at JB's in Dudley, and there was about 20 people in the audience, and... And at one point during the show, one of them got out a ball, and the audience <laughs> split into two teams, and completely ignoring us, started to play a game of football. And every so often, the ball would, like, go up onto the stage, and one of us would, you know, considerately kick it back while we carried on playing. And at the end of the show, uh, we went backstage, and Frank... The, I remember our bass player was seething, because he was quite <laughs> amused, though. So he was seething. And Frank, he, he took off the head, and Chris went... Best show we ever played. Oh, fantastic. And there's not... There aren't... I mean, I don't go to comedy clubs anymore. Seeing ten stand-ups in a row, I I can't think of anything more tedious. But there aren't any more turns like that, you know. I mean, I know Frank was unique, but also in the the 80s, there were kind of these these variety acts that would... I remember seeing a guy called Jimbo, who was this old guy. I don't know if he... He must be dead now. And he would do an act pretty much to silence... And the last three or four minutes was him stood there, just saying nothing, letting it sink in that he'd, he'd failed. And he'd, he'd put on his jacket very slowly, pick up his bag, and he'd just walk out of the venue. And it was, it was so delightful. And there's nothing like that, I don't think. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure there are acts like that still, but I'm slightly behind. But yeah, I mean, back in the day, there was Malcolm Hardy, yep. who would urinate on the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris Lynham, who, who's, who's... Oh, Chris um, Lynham! Chris Lynham! Remember him? His, his act would, yep. um, would climax in him sticking a firework yep, yep. in his ass and lighting it. <laughs> uh, and then there was that great musical act like John Otway and Wild Willie Barrett, who were kind of quite similar to Frank Sidebottman yeah. in their way. Um, yeah, these are great times. These, these are certainly for me my, my formative years. The like fi- I'd, I'd, I'd just left Cardiff where everything was, was boring in my life and I, and I was in a world of those people. I'll go back in a bit, but I, the, the film, Frank, was, was, was um, well, it was a massive success, wasn't it? Well, I mean, not. Or was it not? <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't the success, the success that, that the guy who directed its next film was, because he then made uh, Room, which got nominated for all oh, those Oscars. Yes. So yes. I, I sometimes worry that Frank is going to be like a footnote in Room's history. <laughs> but, but I really, I really, I mean, you know, people, like, like last night I was walking down the street in New York and somebody came up to me, like in the darkness, and recognised me and said Frank was his favourite film. Wow. So there are people out there who feel that way, and it was certainly kind of beloved by, by critics. It's beautiful. It's stunning. <laughs> Were you surprised? Because there was a little bit of a backlash from Sidebottom fans who went, yeah, but well, hang on, he's got an American accent. Because it wasn't actually about Frank Sidebottom, was it? Just looked no, like him. And, and you know what? I mean, to be completely honest, uh, if there'd been more of a backlash, I, I wouldn't have been surprised. Because... You know, it was a kind of it was a it was a gamble. What what happened with the movie that we took? You know, this kind of fantastic real life beloved person, Frank Sidebottom, with I should say with Chris's blessing. This is yeah. with Chris's blessing, and and kind of amalgamated him with other outsider artists like Daniel Johnston, who's you know great. Um, Bipolar singer-songwriter yeah. and Captain Beefheart, and we kind of created this kind of fictional outsider artist who was a bit of all of these people. So I can understand why um, you know hardcore sidebottom fans might might have seen that as a as a betrayal. But you know what really what made me very happy when when we were writing Frank was realizing that there was this documentary. Being Frank was yeah. also going to be made and so i thought well that's okay like if, if people want the frank side bottom story they'll they'll get being yeah. frank and if people want this kind of 
you know, sort of dream-type, weird, surreal sort of dreamscape of a movie, then, then they can see our movie and, and the two things can, can live together fine. So I, so I think most people were, were fine with it. You know, obviously a couple of people you know felt it, it, it should be more about Frank yeah of Frank course Frank. but it's stunning yeah. for those who are not seeing it it's stunning and I, I, I think it's, it's wonderful and in, funnily enough i was talking to steve sullivan who's doing the being frank documentary we we're emailing each mm. other today he's got it down now to a, 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 a nifty 11 hours 18 minutes <laughs> he's gotta sort himself out <laughs> i've been saying this to them for years just finish it I God, know. kill kill your babies and just finish it john and listen, i've got to pay some rent can i come back to you in a couple of minutes is that okay uh, yeah absolutely. bless you thank you very much this is uh, john ronson talking to me on talk radio uh here's some ads Guys, if you do nothing else, go go and buy the Man from Del Monte CD. Honestly, I, I love it. I love it. I'm going to be listening to this on the way home. John Ronson's on the line. John, thank you very much indeed. I really appreciate that th- you're you're very approachable, aren't you? I've been to a couple of your talks and stuff, and you kind of make a point of sort of being there so that people can come and say hello and stuff. Is that? Uh, do you find that a bit intimidating? Uh, not intimidating. I mean, I spend most of my life, like all writers, I spend most of my life completely alone. So, so you know, my real life is being totally alone in a room. So it's nice once in a while if I'm going off to do a talk to, you know, put in the extra couple of hours at the end of it to, to meet everybody. Now, I, I saw you uh, recently, you were doing a week of shows at the Soho Theatre, and it was such a joy to see you and Louis Theroux um, Oh, you talking. heard that one. That was a lovely one. I it thought. was a lovely one. There was, yeah. at the, the first 20 minutes, there mm. did feel a little bit like you were kind of sussing each other out. I, I, don't, I have no <laughs> idea how well you know Louis at all, but it, it, it felt a little bit, uh, you, you were both a little bit unsure. Yeah, well, we used to always be compared to each other for years and years, um, like throughout the 90s. Like, I couldn't read any article about anything that I did without being compared to Louis. Louis, sometimes, there'd be articles written about him, which didn't come <laughs> where he wasn't compared to me, which just made me even more annoyed. Um, and then, um, uh, so there was definitely some competitiveness and... To the extent that I think a little bit of hostility grew between us, which wouldn't have right. happened if, if we weren't being compared to each other all the time. Um, I used to joke on stage that we were like kind of conjoined twins and that for one of us to grow stronger, the other must die. <laughs> and, uh, and I've never done anything with Louis after all of these years. And, and so then I, I, I decided to do like five nights at the Leicester Square Theatre and I thought, wouldn't it be great to just have, you know, have one of the nights as just a conversation between me and him? And, and so, yeah, I suppose it was a, a slight wariness at the beginning, but, but not for long, right? It ended off everyone moving in a kind oh, of nice... It, it was brilliant. Yeah. It was a joy. You're right, it was Leicester Square, not so... And it, and it was a joy to watch, you know, and it was, it was very... It was interesting, because you, you, are, you are similar in styles. I also think you're similar to... Um, um, uh, Nick, um, my, why has my mind gone blank? Broomfield. Broomfield, yeah, the three of you. There's, when I say similar, I don't mean, you know, identical, but that you have similarities, the three of you. I think, I think there's differences too, though. I think Louis is more interested in being kind of confrontational yeah. than I am. Um, like, I don't want to be confrontational with people because I don't really want to see myself as a kind of representative of normal or righteous society, because I think that brings with it its own problems. So I'm much more interested in kind of being 
entirely empathetic. And, and this, I, I, you know, I, I love Louis' stuff. And in fact, I watched a whole bunch of things I hadn't seen before in preparation for that Leicester Square mm. show. And I really admired, like, you know, what he did, especially his film about the Westboro Baptist Church, yeah. which I think is absolutely brilliant, like, so empathetic. So I think when Louis does, does that, that's what I love the most, is when he, he, he kind of issues... Um, you know, confrontation, and instead just goes for for empathy. Um, but that, but I'm biased because that's what I like to do. You, sh- they, you showed. A, I can't wait for his Scientologist um, uh, documentary to come out if it mm. ever does. But you showed an interesting clip where he ends up kind of shouting at a, a Scientologist, which is kind of unusual for him and for anyone in that position. Yeah, very brave. So basically, the Scientologists are kind of filming him. So he starts filming them, and they end up just kind of shouting at each other. And and yeah, when I did, I, I spent time with the Scientologists for the psychopath test, and and I made the decision to not be at all confrontational with them to see what would happen in that situation, and you know what would happen if I'm if I'm kind of with them and I'm not out to to get them. And and actually, amazing things happened. They got me into Broadmoor yeah. to meet this guy Tony who who claimed he'd faked madness to escape a prison sentence. And none of that would have happened if I hadn't been nice to the Scientologists. And yeah. and but however, you know, Louis got something really interesting in in sort of prodding the Scientologists. So so both I think both approaches get something interesting, but you know, I'm 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 sort of happy with with my approach. How did it happen? How did you go from, you know, being the keyboardist in Frank's band and and managing a band and to to making documentaries for the TV and then make writing books and then writing screenplays? It it seems I'm missing the, the the link, the bit in the middle. Actually, I tell you what the link is. It was this magazine in Manchester called City Life. Right. And lots of members of um, the Manfred del Monte, as well as Mark Commode, and, and, you know, everybody, they all kind of gravitated towards City Life because it was the only way we could earn any money because there wasn't any money in indie music or papier-mâché heads at the time. <laughs> yeah. Not that there was that much money in right, for City Life. You get, like, 40 quid for interviewing a movie star. Um, so I started writing for City Life, and it just became obvious that I was better at that i was better at that than i was at being in a band or managing a band and and uh, uh it came naturally to me so i sent some city life stuff down to london and that got me work with the guardian and then that got me like a column at time out and then that got me a tv show and then i started directing documentaries and that led to the book yeah. and so on what well, and how yeah. do you how do you do you come up with what your next book is going to be do you kind of have a you know three o'clock in the morning you wake up and go ah i'm going to do psychopaths or ah i'm going to do shaming or is it you're just kind of investigating and things sort of come together yeah I, you know i always remember adam curtis who's like my kind of mentor the documentary maker always said to me like said to me, don't go for themes, go for stories. Just do stories and something will emerge. So that's what I, that's what I do now. I just sort of look for interesting stories in, in the hope that some kind of eureka moment will, will emerge. Um, so it's never like... With one exception, actually, when I was doing The, Man- the Many Steric Goats, that mm. was kind of deliberate. Like, I wanted to write about irrational thought in powerful places and then i just spent ages looking for an appropriate story that would be about that yeah. and I, I ended up with the minister goats but most of the time now i'm off i'm doing stories and i'm meeting people and finally like i think oh that's interesting i never thought of that i always want i always want some kind of mystery um it could either be like a specific mystery so that the dogs are barking <laughs> it could either be like a specific mystery yeah. i hope it's not an intruder oh gosh no don't yeah 
And, uh, it's New um, York, it could be. No, no, don't, I'm not even going to play that game, because I know yeah. you get worried about that, no. Yeah, I do. Um, so, or, or just me not understanding, like, something about how the world works. Like, why... So that was with my most recent book about public shaming, so you've been publicly shamed. Like, I, I didn't understand why we were acting on social media in a... In, 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 kind of increasingly cruel ways. And so that was the mystery I wanted to solve. And then with the psychopath test, the mystery was, you know, is it true what psychiatrists say that psychopaths rule the world? Like, that's such a huge thought. Mm. And, And when I really don't know the answer to a question, that's what sort of leads me to go off and try and solve the mystery. You're off Twitter now. If I didn't, if I wasn't working on a brand new radio station with hardly any listeners, you know, you, you know, start station, a new show, I, w- I would love to get rid of Twitter because I hate it. I think it brings out the worst in other people. It brings out the worst in me. And reading the, um, the, the your shame book, I, I'm really trying to uh, monitor my behaviour on Twitter. But I find myself saying things and retweeting things that actually... I wouldn't want to say or do. Twitter's a weird place, isn't it? It is weird. It's it's because, you know, at the heart of a lot of the shamings that people like us get involved in is a kind of righteousness. You know, we're, we're good, liberal, compassionate people. We want to end racism. We want to end misogyny. We want to end, like, systemic failings and so on. And then you see somebody who is perceived to have kind of transgressed in those ways. And, and good, good people are going for that person, so we go for that person too, and then it kind of escalates and escalates and escalates, and the next thing you know, we're, we're disproportionately punishing somebody who didn't really do that much wrong. Mm. We're making that person unresponsible for some kind of systemic failing, and then we ruin them, and we get them mm. fired, because everybody's terrified of social media, so if we call for somebody to be fired, they get fired. And then quite what often happens is the next day, we find out that the information was all wrong, and that person didn't do anything wrong at all and and now they're in tatters over and over again it happens yeah it does and i and i mean it it, it seems to bring out the some people are doing it for righteousness but also it brings out it brings out our souls as well to be completely honest doesn't it yeah like hip like awful kind of hipsters who just don't care about anything they're you know interested in the kind of joy of doing it um i mean it's just like yeah i mean i noticed it the other day um, with Gay Talese. I mean, he was, um, you know, the, the great, you know, legendary journalist Gay Talese yeah. was reported as saying some kind of really hoary old, you know, misogynistic nonsense. And so he was, you know, people just went for him in, in you know, very hurtful ways. And then, you know, two days later, it turns out that he was, you know, misquoted. And, yeah. and his transgression was nowhere near as bad as the way it was reported on Twitter, which is, you know, like the world's worst information swapping service. <laughs> we're constantly getting stuff wrong. Um, yeah, it happens every single day. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sick of it. You know, I'm, I, you know, today it's happening to Stephen Fry, who, who did, you know, say something, or, or is quoted as saying something pretty unwise today. But, you know, day after day after day, and, and all of yeah. this is creating... You know, what, what people don't understand, I think, is that sh- um, shamings are always about something more than the transgression. There's the transgression, but there's also the reason why all these disparate groups, you know, leap on somebody and tear them apart. And then there's what, what is this doing to the world? And what it's doing is creating this frightened, conservative, conformist society where everybody's thinking twice before they write something. And, you know, all the initial joy of the sort of curiousness of, of Twitter mm. has gone out the window. Oh, I think and it's, it's just 
fear. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's an unpleasant place, but I I, I got to, I get to speak to um, members of the monkeys through it. So that so that I quite like it for, but the rest of it is pretty poor. Um, John, very quickly, are you allowed to tell us what you're working on now? Is it hush hush or are you? Are you... Um, well, I'll tell you in the kind of broadest way. I'm I'm working on a really interesting project about sex. Oh well. Um, but I don't want to say anything more about what it what it is. Okay. But it's really good. I, I mean, right now it's it's really good. I mean, who knows how it's going to be in a few months' time? But right. I, I, I'm really excited about it. It's so nice to talk to you, John. And thank you so much for coming on. And uh, you've, the few times we met, you've always been so charming to me. So thank you very much. Oh, Ian, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for for being charming too. Thank you, mate. JohnRonson.com. If you want to go and find out more, John, thank you very much indeed. Go and pick up your wife. Uh, JohnRonson.com. Um, just any of his books are are a delight. Um, ones to dip into. Oh, I don't know. Frank is good. Uh, they're all good. They're all good books. So go and you know go and have a look, John. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, and go and buy the man from Del Monte if you like kind of jangly late eighties, early nineties pop. Go and buy the Man from Del Monte CD. It'll be on. It'll be on Amazon for. You can probably get it for pennies. For pennies, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, after midnight, we'll take your calls straight to air. Um, don't give us a call now, because calls co- do cost seven pence per minute plus your provider's access charge. Significantly more from mobiles, guys. I should flag up. So don't call now. Wait until we've had the news and I've had a wee and all of that stuff. Um, but store this phone number in your phones. Talk radio 0844 499 1000. 0844 499 1000. This is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Let's have a little bit of these, please. Talk Radio. I've just looked. All the man from Del Monte CDs cost about 87 quid. <laughs> so um, I can do you a tape, guys. Uh, Ian Lee, Talk Radio. Call straight to air for the last hour of the show and we'll have a chat and I don't know what we'll do. We'll just see what happens. It was a swimming pool special, but we can talk about whatever you want. 0844 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> There we go. 0844-499-1000. You're about to enjoy... Enjoy is maybe the wrong word. Enjoy. You're about to listen to some radio that you won't hear anywhere else at the moment. You've heard it before in the past. Other people have done Call Straight to Air. Clive Bull had Bob's Tea Break. Tommy Boyd had The Human Zoo. I had Triple M years ago. So you will have heard it before. Who's doing it now? Where's the fun in radio these days? There's none anywhere. John Holmes. I mean, yes, this station. John Holmes is... I, I, the, the chunks I listen to, and I can't listen to it all in one go, because I'm all over the place, but makes me laugh a lot, because, partly because he's filthy. Utter filth. But where's the fun in radio, man? There's no fun. So now we'll have some fun in radio, if you want. 0844-499-1000. We will take your calls straight to air. I should warn you... There is a seven-second delay. I have a button here, a dump button. It actually says dump. And what that means is if you come on and swear or say something libelous, um, then I can hit the dump button and that will not be broadcast. So, you know, th- th- there, are, there are slight caveats. There, there is no such thing, dear listener. There is no such thing as free speech. 
it don't exist. It doesn't exist. Where's my free speech? You haven't got it. Certain things you cannot say. Even on talk radio, there are certain things you cannot say. 0844 499 1000. Calls cost seven pence a minute, plus your provider's access charge significantly more from mobiles, I should say. Line one's on the wireless. Yes, line one. Oh, hello. 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 Um, yes, um, Pablo here. I was just calling to say thank you very much for uh, retweeting my podcast that me and a couple of my mates do earlier on today. I've not listened it's to it, you. and I, ho- I I will try and listen to it, but I get I have so little time to listen to things. Here's the, Give it a quick plug now. Go on. Well, it's, uh, it's called um, Food to Watch Films by. It's yep. basically a podcast. Uh, as with all podcasts, it's got to have a slight conceit, which is based around films to watch and the food to eat with them. Uh, either as uh, basically a, a direct, this would be nice to eat with this film, or as a kind of sly dig or comparative to the film itself. Uh, and how's it doing? Is it all right? Um, I'm enjoying it, yeah. It's, it's strange enough, it's a, a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for a good 15 years or so, yeah. uh, and just got in touch. He just started up podcasting and knew that uh, I was quite well-versed in the medium not by doing it, just by listening to yeah, yeah, quite a lot. You, you know, you, you listen to a lot of them, so you know what's good and what's not. Um, well, from a, not necessarily in, in an applied manner. That's that's uh, other people to decide. Yeah, but um, just from listening to them, I know you know it's good to have sometimes divisive ideas to try and keep as many people yeah. interested as possible. If everybody's agreeing, then it's not necessarily, no. you know, you're likely going to cut your audience in half. Oh, yeah, no, you, it's nice to have a little bit of conflict in it, but you don't want to stay, you don't want to fake the conflict too much. You can have a little bit oh. of fake conflict, but you don't want to fake it too much. Yeah, well, ultimately, I mean, I've, I've got a, my segments specifically, uh, gory horror films, my segments, um, um, films to not food by, so specifically... Very, very gory films um, is my uh, specific segment on the show. Um, but it's mainly presented by Johnny and Adam, and they do a, a grand job, and uh, they let me into my uh, little uh, little segment. Uh, and are people downloading it? Uh, as far as I'm aware, as I say, unfortunately, they're both down in Leeds, and I'm up in Newcastle, so I just uh, generally Skype in, do my bit, and yeah. hear reports back, and... Uh, all right, well, good luck. Thank you for coming. I appreciate that. I hope it goes well. 0844 499 1000. See, when I started radio, I'm such an old fart. When I started radio, that, you know, radio was it. You know, that was how you had to um, uh, uh, communicate. But now anyone can do it. Whether people, you know, whether it, c- it catches the wind and people listen to it and hear it, that's a different thing altogether. Remind me, I'm, I'm going to try and I'll play that clip of the um angry mum angry mom confronting katie perry's dad i'll do that in a minute line two you're on the wireless evening Ian. evening mate turn your radio off yeah i have mate it's Good all right i'm having to listen to it through my phone because uh, i haven't got a dab radio in the garage oh we'll get one i've, put, I've got i've got i've got three dab radios oh. in the house but i'm oh. going in the garage you see oh, Ralph. Oh, sorry. Uh, what you got for us russ i was just ringing up to um Say what a cracking interview that was with the, uh, John Ronson. John, he's good, isn't he? he? Had you heard of him before? No, I hadn't. It, it's such an interesting bloke and seems yep. such a really nice, down to earth fella. He's such a nice um, man. I don't know him very well at all. I've met him a few times and um, he's always been so warm to me. And we sort of, I, I sort of knew Frank Sidebottom a little bit. He knew him a bit, bit better. But honestly, I, I, if you can buy his books. Um, from anywhere, and they are such good reads. He's such a good writer, and he and he goes out and he investigates stuff, and um, 
you know, he ends up in some pretty hair. I, I didn't, I didn't get. I was going to ask him. We, I could have talked to him for ages. I was going to ask him to tell the story about when he um, mimed um, eating quite messily to a, to a, a child, and it looked like he was making a rude gesture instead. It's such a funny story. He's brilliant. Go and buy some books. Well, I, I was uh, I googled him while, whilst I was listening. Oh yeah, because um, um, I was a, a big fan of Frank Sidebottom. I remember in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. He used to go on. Uh, the old James Well TV show. Yeah, of course um, he did. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, that's that's where I knew him from. But I didn't know John, so I googled him while I was listening, yeah. and, and it came up with a, a John Ronson. And it said um, uh, author and documentary maker, man who's scared at stared at goats. And I thought this can't be the same. This ain't the same bloke. And I went on his Wikipedia page, and it was t- all this amazing CV of what he's done, but there was no mention of his. Um, it's Frank Sidebottom days. I yeah. thought, no, nah, it's ain't the same bloke. And then not long after, you started talking about these documentaries made. Yeah, thought, same fella, yeah, same fella. What, what an interesting chap. You'll men like men who stare at men who stare at goats is probably is, is actually a really good entry um, entry level book of his. It's about it's about American that. experiment. Don't watch the film because the film. I mean, watch it, but I, I, the film is is a fictional account. His book is interviews with um, American soldiers that would uh, conduct experiments in telekinesis and psychic powers. And it's flipping brilliant. So it's based on, um, on, on the, you know... Oh, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's, um, it's like interviews and stuff. The book is a true story. It's not even a fictional. It's him going around meeting these yeah. people, yeah. Oh, you have to see if you can get him on again, and he's really, yeah... We'll see. We got some. We got some. We got some cracking guests coming up soon. Let me. T- we got Danny Baker coming on soon. Have you? Yeah, oh yeah. Danny oh. Baker's coming on. We got Danny Baker. Charlie Brooker's coming on. We've got Tommy James. Now you know who Tommy James is, but you don't know no. who Tommy James is. I'll just say I don't know. Tommy James do. wrote. Right, he was never that big over here. In the, he had two hits in the sixties over here, um, but the rest of his stuff, he got banned from playing over here. Right, he's such an interesting man. I'm going to play you two of his songs, right? And you'll know them straight away, right? He wrote... Hang on a second. Let me turn my computer on. Right. He wrote this. Hang on. He's coming on Thursday, I think. Right, here we go. Do you recognise it? Oh, yeah. Right, he wrote that. Right. So that was that was one of his hits. He also yeah, he yeah. also he also wrote this, and this is the this is the version. Hang on, here we go. Oh, hang on, it's an advert. I can't, let me mute the advert for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Are they still going? Flipping heck! Uh, right, hang on. He wrote this. Do you recognise it? I think we're alone now. Oh yes, children behave. That's what they say when we're together. And watch how you play They don't understand And so we're running just as fast as we can Holding on to one another's hands Trying to get away into the night And then we put your arms around you And we hold them to the ground And then we say I think we're alone, Russ there doesn't seem to be anyone around. He's coming. He's coming on. All right. Yes. Interesting. Very interesting. Russ, good to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Let's take one more before we go to a break. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hi, 
Hello, Ken. I've seen a picture of you on a giant wooden horse. Okay, what do you think? I think you are a very brave man. Did it move at all? I mean, obviously it didn't run, but did it rock back and forwards? Yes, it did. Yeah, did you get a sore bottom? I was ten stone overweight <laughs> on that horse. Oh, bless you. You're, you're a big lad, but well, well done you for having a crack. Well, you've got to give it a go, Aintree. You, you've got to give it a go. Did you Listen, you lost, you dropped 750 quid. Did you have yeah. a good time? I had a lovely time. Yeah. I'm going to go back again next year. Beautiful. And spend your um, your doll money. Well, the taxpayers' money. Here we go. And good for you. Good for you. We're not we're not one of those stations that would have a go at you. I think, listen, if you're on the dole, or you're on your job seekers' allowance, whatever they call it these days, and you want to spend it... What's it? ESA. What's ESA? Employment Support Allowance. Beautiful. If you're on the ESA... And you want to, instead of buying food or clothes or transport to go to job interviews, you want to have a gamble on the horses. Good luck to you, buddy. Thank you. And, uh, um, may I leave on one final note? Yes. Blimey. I had an Italian boyfriend then. I was young and cruel when I sent him away. I would offend him, I'd say, Michaela, 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 Lachame. And my Italian boyfriend, he followed me from room to room. Oh, man. The man from Del Monte, seriously, I've got it, you haven't. I'd say, Michaela, 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 Lachame. Here we go. But now... I'm going with the girl from Lancashire I want to learn the native language here Who can teach me to translate? La chamay, la chamay, la chamay La chamay, la chamay, la chamay La chamay, la chamay, la chamay, la chamay La 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 Oh man alive, oh man alive The man from Del Monte, dear listeners You don't know what you were missing where were you at the, um, the, well, what was that club? The, um, the borderline, the borderline, man. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We never got round to talking, you can talk about the stuff that we've talked about, you can talk about John Ronson, or you can come on and, you know, fart down the phone if you want, literally do whatever you want. We never got round to talking, by the way, Periscope I think has been knackered this evening, it keeps crashing on you guys, I can only apologise, but it's nothing to do with me. Um, eight quid for a, for a, a, a box of, uh, what did it call? No, hang on, let me rephrase that. <clears throat> eight quid for a book of stamps. Eight quid for a book of stamps. I mean, it's, uh, yes, I suppose really it's incredible that for 67 pence you can send a letter from here to, um, God knows where. But it, uh, it, it struck me. I, I remember, <clears throat> I, I mean, I haven't bought an individual stamp for years. It's like buying an, an individual cigarette. I remember. When first class was like 23 pence or something. And how, what, what's the difference between first class and second class, really? 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Bad news for blind people. As if being blind wasn't bad enough. You're never going to guess who's doing their braille, who's, who's writing their braille for them. You're never going to guess it. Pedophiles, that's who. Pedophiles. Pedophiles. So the, the blind people will be touching the braille, 
that has been touched by a paedophile. Pedo jail, bra- <clears throat> Pedo jail braille fail is the headline in the um, in the Sun. It's the actual headline. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Pedo jail braille fail. Oh, we're on talk radio now. I wonder if um, porn for the blind is still a functioning um, website. Hang on a second. Blind.org, I think it was. Porn for the blind. What it was, it was um, some people, some very kind-hearted, generous people would... I think they might have taken the website down, actually. Let me have a look. Hang on. For the blind. Um, some very kind-hearted, generous people... There we go. Pornfortheblind.org um, would record audio descriptions of pornography for blind people and i'm aware i can play this because i'm aware i've got a dump button and i'm aware that id's got a dump button and we can we can see how this goes they would um watch pornographic scenes and describe them audio descriptions so that blind people could um big sausage pizza i'm going to click on there's there's hundreds of these things um um, let's you know here we go porn for the blind presents big sausage pizza okay this is a 35 second preview clip located at http colon okay we don't we don't need to know the exact location of where that pornography is but it's on the big sausage pizza.com backslash play trailer dot php question mark N-A-T-S equals M-T-M okay. Z-O Get to the get to the raunchy bit. Get to the raunchy bit. I don't want to hear the, the intricacies. Comma zero, comma zero, comma zero. Now he's got a... Ampersand qualify. He's got a sexy voice. So this is going to be very, very erotic. Here we go. Big Sausage Pizza. The page's main banner displays a large kielbasa layered over a thin crust pepperoni pizza. Okay. Multiple taglines read... Where every pizza includes a big sausage. There we go. Nice. Every Fun. pizza comes with a big tasty sausage, okay. whether you ordered it or not. I think sausage. I think sausage means penis. And but we we'll deliver. See. We deliver. Scrolling down the page, Get to the pictures clip. of various girls are shown reacting to the delivery man, who is sitting on the couch giving a thumbs up to the camera. <laughs> there is an open pizza box on his lap. Yep. Uh, his penis is protruding from a hole in the center of the. Okay, box. I think, and, and, and on it goes, and on it goes, and I think we um, just just a. Uh, one is bent over. So- there we go. I, th- I think we get um, and um, massaging the penis. Between- okay, but I think we, I think we get the idea there. Dearie me, and, and 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 the thing is though, for visually people who have got sight, eyesight, we're used to being able to look at this stuff and 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 finding this stuff. And for for people who are visually impaired, that stuff isn't there. So I say, how do I delete my um, browser history? That's what I say. How do I delete my internet searching history? Just in case. Can't be too careful these days. Anyway. Pedo jail, braille fail. Pedophiles are being paid to translate children's books into braille in prison. Wow. Sex offenders and other cons get up to £18 per week while inside to convert text. But critics last night... Oh, wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. by the way. But critics last night blasted the scheme as inappropriate. David Spencer, how do you translate into Braille? Is it, um, I never understood in court, right, is it, is the stenographer, is it the stenographer, is that the word? Yeah, that's, that's weird. They don't have a typewriter, they have a weird typewriter that's got about, I've never seen one close up, 12 keys, 
Less than that. Eight keys. Probably less letters and more sounds that it sounds. Tight. I don't know. Sounds like you know instead of Ooh. S and an H, you'd be a button for sh on on the key. I don't know. Shoot. Shoot. Okay, well, we've got shoot. How does that work? The, the, the court is a mystery to me. It won't be for much longer, but it's a mystery to me. Um, the, the courtroom artist and the stenographer just typing away. Because they, they type quickly, man. How does that work? Hang on, maybe line, line one. Do you know how stenographers work? Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Hi, Ian. How you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused by stenographers. 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 I haven't got a clue what that is, mate. It's the people that type in um, courtrooms, but they don't. They use a special typewriter. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it works though. Okay, great. That's great. What have you got for us? Uh, John Ronson. Yes. Just wanted, did, did you ever listen to his documentary? He did on Radio Four. Um, which one? He did a. It was called John Ronson On, and it was a different story every week. I heard some of them, and I've not heard all of them. I'm, I, you reminded me that I did start working. They're all on YouTube. I started working yeah, through them on YouTube, yeah. and I didn't. I didn't continue. So I shall do that. Thank you. All of the MP3s are on his website as well. Oh, are they? What can you, you download them? Yeah, he's got them all on his website. You can down, download them all. I'm gonna do that now. Brilliant. All right, nice one. But, um, did you have you ever heard of a band called the Shags? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, baby, don't now. Uh, this yeah. is where my computer is going to let me down. Hang on one second. Have I got? <laughs> stay there. Have I got the shags on? Uh, do you know? I was I was um, fingering my shag CD the other day, thinking, oh, I should really take that in, but um, I haven't got I haven't got the shags on here, unfortunately. Um, yeah, they're the I, ones you, that had never heard music before. Yeah, go on. Yeah, that's the one. Go on. You explain it the, for everyone else. Their dad basically wanted them to be pop stars. Uh, I think there were three girls, and he basically locked them in a room and told them to write songs, and they hadn't even listened to music. They didn't know about music. They didn't have a clue. So basically, it's the sound of three girls just creating music from nothing. <laughs> but it's, and... it's, it's, it's beautiful. When I say beautiful, beautiful is, you can stretch the word beautiful sometimes to different, have different meanings. <laughs> it's, it's certainly unique. Yeah, the other place I worked, the last place I worked at, right, was a BBC local radio station. And I would mm. quite often, I would play the shags on there over, over Wally Webb, who was this, this, uh, uh, gentleman who was on before me. And it was quite old fashioned radio. And he'd go, right, well, now coming up, we've got uh, Paul McCartney and Jet. And then I played the shag, I'd go, I'd go into <laughs> the shags until, until, <laughs> until he complained. Rightfully so, actually, rightfully so. Um, well, the internet, the, the, the internet's all to cock today, because I'm trying to play the shags, and it's, um, it's, um, hang on a minute, let's try and play My Pal Foot Foot by, uh, the, the, the shags. He, yeah, he interviewed them, well, obviously now, as they are, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did on one of his shows, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not... Apparently Kurt Cobain was a big fan of the shags as well. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. It, I mean, it's a fan is probably stretching it a little bit. I don't know why the internet is 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 playing up. Hang on, let's try philosophy of the world. That's the one I remember as being the hit. Um, come on, internet, do as do my bidding. Here we go. Here we go. The shags. <laughs> Oh, the rich people want what the poor people want. 
And isn't it true today? It fits in today. They're singing about David Cameron. Frank Zappa rated the Shags as the third best band in history. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. What was your name? Wayne. Wayne, thank you for that, Wayne. I appreciate the reminding of the Shags. Yes, it's an actual band. How the hell did they not set the world alight with that? Speaking of setting the world alight, it's uh, everyone's favourite arsonist, Line 2. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you, buddy. What you got for us, Dennis? They sound as though they shagged out that lot. Yeah, exactly. They've been rocking hard in the free world. world. There we go. They've never heard music before, and then they come out with that. Stenographers. Turn your radio off, Dennis. (laughs) Steady. No, a stenographer is only typing just like they do with shorthand. But it's a shorthand yeah, machine, that's no, all. A shorthand machine. So they're typing the shorthand <laughs> symbols. Yeah, well, they, they used to do it just with a pencil, didn't they? Right oh, well, my mum used Pitman 2000. My mum, I used to have to test my mum on her shorthand when she was learning it. Well, these days, they use a little machine to do the same job. Use your finger like everybody else. No, you don't know where the finger's been. Thank you very much indeed. Well, if you'd rather use your dictaphone, then of course you can do. 0844 499 1000. You can never be anybody in this world. Anyway, and on and on it goes. Can I play you something that a friend of mine sent me? Go on. Um, let me type in YouTube. Katie Perry, dad, um, devil child. There we go. Right. Now. Her our... parents are really religious. Yes, they are. Right. And here's a clip of a mum. I've not seen her new video for a song called E.T. And apparently, she has sex with, like, an alien in it. Right. Right. Um, and it, listen to it. My friends, this is... Fa- I, I found this absolutely fascinating, this um, clip. If it plays. Here we go. Mr. and Mrs. Hudson. Yeah. Can you, can you You're the daughter of Katie Perry. Mum and Dad. So a, there's a man pushing this... You're the daughter got a camera. Katie Perry. Do you know that she is away. one of the most you, you, wicked people... You're she is a satanic woman who has led millions to hell. All right, and you me. claim to have a ministry? Right, here comes Katy Perry's you claim dad. Right. To have a ministry? No, sir. Right, that's his. That's then dad. minister to your daughter because that is needed more than ever. You ought to know better. When you have a girl that walks with Satan the way she does, did you see her latest video? I do, and I have no relationship with my son because he is... Oh, oh, the internet. Damn you, internet. And there's the nub of it. Well, I don't know why it's running so slowly. We'll try it a bit. Is it because you went to that site that described... Yeah, Paul for the Blind. I'm going to close everything else on here. Look, so let's see if it will... um... I heard a bit of that, and I just kept thinking, I quite fancy a pizza. Yeah, exactly. I'm really hungry. Here we go. go. She does. Did you see her latest video? You got kids? I do, and I have no relationship with my son because... He is walking away from the Lord, okay, and he exploits so it. Before you point your finger at me, won't you point your finger at because you? Because I... Oh, the blooming internet. What is wrong with this place? Thing is, she's got a point. Why? She's got a point. Mm. Right. Supposedly a religion... And I, got this, I have the same issue with Beyonce. Beyonce is supposedly a Christian, right? But I've seen, I've seen her shows, right? 
Um, it's, it's flipping, it's soft porn, man. I've mm. been to a couple of Beyonce concerts. It's soft porn. Hang on, it, it, it carries on. Called Tough Love. My son is playing but in the road, and I discipline you. Allow Katy Perry no, to play on the highway, and she is anything. taking you to hell right along with her, including millions of young women Boom. and young there. men who are listening to her videos. I have nothing to do with that. Yes, you do, because you just said. On, I just watched your okay. program. Okay. Come on. You just said. You think you're acting like a Christian right now? Yes, I am, no, because not. I am rebuking you oh, because my me. kid watches your kid's videos there, there. and it's yeah. sending him to hell no. because of the choice he made because of your daughter and your lack of discernment and direction. Right, that bit's a bit wrong because you, 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 the, the choices he made are ultimately his choices mm-hmm. and he's responsible for his actions, the, yeah. the son that she's talking about. And people were shouting but, the same stuff about Elvis. But... Oh, come on, they Catherine. Were. They come were. Come on. Come on. All right. I'm Don't just... shoot him from the waist down, because that's going to pervert people. Oh, yeah, but Elvis wasn't having sex with aliens in the video. I haven't seen the video. Have you All seen right. It? Well, no. Let's All have right. a look at well, it. All right, fine. We'll get the video then, if you want to do that. I think her argument is flawed, because we all have a responsibility for our own actions, unless, of course, we are mentally ill. And I have to say, do you know what? It does worry me about the sort of pornification of this generation. Yeah, it does. But that's my responsibility as a parent to guide them in the right direction, isn't it? There are these influences out there, but there are plenty of influences that I don't approve of. But, you know, you give them a a solid foundation and hope they make the right choices. Right, it features Kanye West. So already I'm I'm thinking flipping it. I don't, don't, we don't want to hear the song, right? It's just, we'll hear the, the first couple of bars of the song. Um, I'd, oh, the internet's been really, really slow. Oh, that's an advert. I don't want to play that advert. Hang on a second. We can skip the advert. Has anyone ever watched an advert right through to the end on no, YouTube? When okay. you have the option of shift, they're skipping, no. Okay, so this is Katy Perry's video, E.T. It's five years old, right? Oh, well, then I've seen it. Well, I've not seen it. So she have sex with an alien in it? Not really. What do you mean, not really? I'm going to skip forward a bit. It's I'm going to get to the wrong shit. It's just... Oh, shut up, you muppet. There we go. Right, she's floating in space. There's an alien, right? Yeah. Is she, or is she not, going to have it away with that? I don't remember. Is that E.T.? That's not... That's, no, look, they made it look as much like E.T. as they can without being sued by Steven Spielberg. Which songwriter, one of America's greatest songwriters, wrote a song based on the E.T. theme? It's one of his last hits. He's still alive and was sued by Steven Spielberg. Shaggy. Nope. Shut up, man. At the time the film came out. All right, she's dressed up as a... Um, I'm not... so she's an alien. That's okay, then. Yeah, no, she's... Well... They're both aliens. That's she's okay. dressed up as an intergalactic sexual goddess. Yeah, so she's an alien. Right. Um, oh, wait, 444991000. She's floating around in space. I bet it's not. It is. I like fireworks. <laughs> no, it's a good song. Um, she's all like... She's cause copy, she, Okay, so she's copying Bjork and Lady Gaga. There's a cockatoo, which... Are, I like a cockatoo. Anyway... I don't, I don't, anyway. There's nothing obscene there. Oh, you... You need to get alive. There we go. There's a lizard. There we go. There we go. She's having sex. No, she's... She's having, she's totally having sex. She's not. You saw her toes clench. That... Who <laughs> clenches their toes? Maybe that's how aliens reproduce. Hang on, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There's a robot. She's going to um, have it away. She's going to have it away with a robot she's in a not. junkyard. She's not. Yeah, she is. She's wiping its balls. <laughs> she's not. That's an alien. That is a robot. She is engaged in carnal activity. There we go. With the robot. No, she's not. There we go. Here we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. 
There we go. She's just looking in his eyes. There we go. How many eyes has he got? There we go. Three. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There's nothing going on. There we go. There's nothing going on. There we go. No. Nope. He's going to put, look, put on some designer sunglasses. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, what a load of nonsense. Really? Come on. She was right. No, she wasn't. The mother... The, I'm not being ridiculous. Yeah, you are. She was being more ridiculous, but you're being ridiculous. Look, they're naked. Look, they're naked and she's got a tail in a junkyard. She's an alien. Flipping heck. The thing is, right, and this is... And I'm being serious when I say... I do think that mum had a really good point. The, the, the pop industry... Katy Perry's 30. Was <laughs> so it dad's supposed to smack her bum and send her to bed? You couldn't smack that. You get, you, you get caught on the tail. <laughs> the thing is, right, the thing <coughs> is... Hang on, line, line one, you agree with me, don't you? You made it a bit difficult for a phone-in straight to air with this topic, Mike. Well, no, no, because you... No, I'm not. I made it easy. I've given you a topic when I don't need to. I could just sit here and wait for the calls. Well, I was going to talk about guests you could have on, but... Go on. If he's a minister... Yeah. If she's not actually an, in his church anymore, which I presume she's an adult and living her life now... Yeah. Then... He, he can hope that she gets saved in his religion. He doesn't think she's doing anything wrong. Well, has he said that? Yeah. He didn't well, say that. He said it in that thing. He said, I don't think she's doing anything wrong. He said Beyonce's not... dad was her manager. <laughs> Are you seeing the film? Do you know what? The video for Crazy in Love, mm-hmm. flipping it. The first time I watched that, well, oh, dearie me, you don't want to know. <laughs> Seriously. I could not believe what I was watching. But they're, they're all like that. I'm not saying that that's right. But all, you, love, you love your children. You don't necessarily love what they do with exactly, their life. Exactly. But she was right, but that, that mum was right to say that Katy Perry and pop videos are, they are, they are sexualising our children. Yeah, they are. And they are, do you know what, I'm going to say it, I think they're part of the downfall of, of modern civilization. Yeah, Seriously. That leaves with her, not her father. Her father probably doesn't approve of the videos either. He loves them! No, he doesn't. Can oh, you, no. My dad would be flipping mortified. Well, you're, that's your dad. Katie, Katie Perry's dad thinks they're all right. I wouldn't be happy with my daughter getting into the pop industry like that. I no. wouldn't. I, what, what is wrong? You don't just, know my daughter. How old's your daughter? Is she, I mean, is she going to be a... She's 15. Yeah. Does she want to be a pop star? They all want to be pop stars mm. these days. Does she want to? Uh, she, nah, she's more into cosplay and, uh... Cosplay? Flipping oh, yeah. heck! <laughs> But she won't do the tarty cosplay. She's uh, very strict on that. Okay, well that's good. Okay, and, and, okay. Why is she into cosplay? That's a weird thing for a fifteen-year-old girl in Wales to be into. Well, I was into science fiction and all that when yeah. I was a kid, yeah. and there was nothing around for me. But I like shown her all science fiction and comics, and she got into it. And with the internet, it's great. She's got local what's, friends. She's got international friends. What's that new film that's just come out this week? Midnight Express or something? Well, no. What? What? That was the, uh... Huh? The, the comedy. Midnight Express. No, you're thinking of Midnight Run with, um, um, Robert De Niro and oh, that, that bloke. A, it's got one of my favourite... one. <laughs> yes, one of my favourite. It's such a funny film. It's one of those yeah. films that's full of swears, but they'd show it on 5... Uh, 5.45 on a Saturday afternoon, and it'll be Mother Fluffer and stuff like that. <laughs> it's got <laughs> one, of my, one of my favourite lines with, the um... last good, uh, Robert De Niro films, to be honest. Yeah, it was one of the last good. Charles Grodin, right, is this, this, this oh, con yeah. man. And Charles Grodin... Robert De Niro is a bounty hunter. He's got to get him all the way across the other side of America, right? And Charles Grodin says... Um, he says, right, we're going to go on a plane. He goes, I can't go on a plane. What's the, what's the f- fear of flying? 
Yeah, he uses that thing. Right. He, he says, he says, I've got yeah. whatever it is phobia. He says, you're going to have fistophobia in a minute if you don't go. <laughs> and it's just delivered. So- you're going to have fistophobia in a minute. It's such a good film, right? Do you know, I'm going to order. I bet I can get that for tuppence on here. I'm going to order Midnight Rum. Yeah, he plays a doctor in the uh, Lewis C.K. films, doesn't he? That he does what? He plays a doctor in the Louis C.K. programme, Louis. I've not watched that? what Charles Grodin does. Yeah, he's, uh, like, he lives in the house, in, in the apartment block. He's oh, the, I've uh, not doctor. watched that programme. Is it any good? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, like, really good. Midnight Run, DVD, 34 pence. <laughs> Come on, guys! Yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got to pay £2 hostage to them. Yeah, that's, and that is how they make their money. That's the, the great with why I haven't bought stamps in about six years. Hey, we brought it back round. Go <laughs> on. Because I get so much stuff off eBay. Yeah. And they, because they come in strange packets, the post office don't stamp the pass, don't stamp oh, the stamps. Hang on a minute. Yeah, go on. So I cut out. <gasps> everything I've sent, even if it's like a single letter, has a second class large packet stamp on it. <laughs> I've just recycled. Hey, that's flipping Brit. I mean, it's illegal. Obviously, we don't condone yeah. it. Of course, of course, yeah. of course, we don't condone it. And I will be reporting you to the authorities. Uh, but I never thought of that. Sometimes the postman scribbles with pen if they haven't postmarked it. He yeah. knows your game. But no, what's a pen mark on a single stamp? Beautiful. You know? Hey, mate, that's fantastic. You. Oh, I. Quick. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you for that tip. I don't think I got your name, fella. Craig. Craig, thank you, Craig. I appreciate that. No worries. But I was going to say, get guessing. I was already going to say Charlie Brooker, but he's on now. Charlie Brooker. Yeah, someone tweeted me and Charlie Brooker. And be careful playing that game, guys, because I've also been it, started conversations with people I don't want to book. Yeah. Um, I only want to get people that I really like. And someone tweeted me and Charlie Brooker saying, you should get Charlie Brooker on. And I messaged yeah. him. And he said, yeah, I'll be up for that. So, um, let, let's see what happens. Go on, who else? Well, Josie Long, I know you've had on before. Josie Long's a good one, actually. Are you aware of Josie Long's yeah. work? She's very, very funny. Yeah. I remember she came in um, to Absolute once when I was there, and uh, she brought her sister in, who was a drunk hairdresser. <laughs> she wasn't, like, drunk all the time, but she was drunk, and she just won an award at the International Hairdressing For Awards. drunk hairdressing. For drunk hairdressing. I've just ordered, um, uh, Midnight Run. Look, I'm terrible, me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Josie Long's an excellent idea, actually. Uh, Emma Kennedy. Do you know her? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been really nice about me online, Emma Kennedy. She's been very oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, when you had the controversy, yeah. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> controversy, one. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the incident. Catelyn <laughs> <laughs> Moran as well. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Catelyn Moran. Oh, I Moran. love Catelyn Moran. You should interview uh, her then. Mm, you get her on an interview. No, because you know, I like her too much. If it's awful, I'll, I'll hate myself. Oh, she's good on anything. You watch anything she's on and... She's just there, you know. It's just brilliant. Yeah, I don't. I don't know a lot about her. I'll have to. I, 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 and a couple of people have suggested people that I don't know a lot about, and I'm looking into. Hey, actually. Craig, have you read her book, How to Be a Woman? I've got it on audio book. You need to listen. To, to you need to listen to it because it will open your eyes to what your daughter's going through. Oh, I know, and I've seen her new video where she's. Uh, you see, because she's got a new book, yeah. uh, Morgan. Oh, must have Manifesto. Yeah, yeah, and she's got like four or five YouTube videos up about that, and one of them to the to uh, women to girls that come to see her. Yeah, oh, it's just amazing. Yeah, I I, I sort of got it for my daughter to to listen to, but like you know, you have a listen to it as well. Honestly, you, you won't regret it. Yeah, yeah, and I've got the other book as well, the uh, the Times column one she did as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's all, all audiobooks. I'm too lazy to read. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can never... Him. Craig, listen, I've got to go because I'm so late for a break. Yeah, um, no, uh, but l- listen, nice to talk to you, mate. I can never um, get by with audiobooks. 
the uh, the only one I ever got by with was um, when I was eight, and it was um, Batman, and it was um, um, who's the guy that had a big um, what's it? Not Errol Flynn, the other one, Roddy McDowell. Did he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know oh, about that. Roddy McDowell. My mum had a cactus called Errol Flynn. There we go. It's massive. See. And the only bit I remember from it was um, uh, he was talking about the Joker playing some music, and he went, and the Joker's music went boom shakalaka laka boom shakalaka laka boom shakalaka laka boom. Uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello? Oh, let me try to... Uh, yeah, line two. No, Chipping Norton, try again, Chipping Norton. Try again, Chipping Norton. Try again, Chipping Norton. Uh, Ian Lee, Talk Radio, 0844-499-1000. Calls cost seven pence a minute, plus your provider's access charge. Significantly more from mobile phones, guys. Um, don't forget you can download a best of podcast every day as well if you want. John Ronson's in that podcast, is he? Yeah, yeah. a lot of John Ronson, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I see. I see you, yeah. Pedo jail, braille fail. Wow. Yeah, that's a lie. Um, what else is in the papers? There's not a lot in the papers today, actually. They're a little bit dry. Um, oh! Oh! No, I tell you what's... Oh! I tell you what's in the papers. Go on. The answer to what's wrong with this flipping country. What's wrong with the world? Not this country. What's wrong with the world? Is it Beyonce or Katy Perry now? No, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Go on. And this is, no, but don't do that face because it annoys me because this I'm is genuine. This is genuinely what's wrong with the world. The Daily Mirror. Gonna open it up. Right. Fitness for work staff mock the disabled. Oh. No, no, no. I'm not. This time, this isn't even what's wrong with the world. Right. Assessors brag on film of cashing in. A fitness for work assessor for government contractor Capita boasted he flew through vital welfare disability tests, earning himself 20 grand a month. And another derided a disabled claimant as needing help to wipe her ass because she's too flipping fat to do it herself. This is for a Channel 4 programme, right? Gets a tiny, tiny little bit on page two, mm-hmm. whereas page, no one, no one reads the left, the left um, page, the even numbers. This is why um, story they will hide stories away or apologies yeah. on the left hand side because no one reads it. Your eyes are always drawn to the right hand side. Okay, so if you look at that, so the thing about disabled people being mocked by the assessors, tiny thing. Yeah. Page three, it's all about Britain's Got Talent. That's what's wrong with this country, not the country, the world. That's what's wrong with the world. Wherever he goes on the world, Alex Magala lives life on a knife edge. The Brit- so it's a man who can swallow swords is a whole page three. And the fact that disabled people are being mocked when they go and apply for benefits and stuff is a tiny... It's, it's a third of a page, on the left-hand page that no one reads. That's what's wrong with this world, is that we consider that, the fact that a muscular bloke can swallow a sword, fair play, it's impressive. He's put a, uh, uh, a nail in his nose, he's hitting with a block of wood. It's impressive, but it's page three, the whole of the page is an advert for a multi-millionaire's television show, right? The fact that disabled people, people are laughing at them because they're disabled and they can't wipe, can't wipe their own backsides, which actually they can't, some of them, and this woman perhaps can't, gets a third of a page on a page that no one reads. I was looking at this and I, and I was staring at him. What's wrong? It's outrageous. But who's made that decision? Is it the people who were buying it who have made no, that happen? No, it's not. Because, because they're giving us what we want, aren't no, they? No, they're not giving us what we want. They're not giving us what we want. 
when we worked at BBC Local Radio, yeah. were we giving people what they wanted? We no. might have been, but the, 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 the whole of BBC Local Radio wasn't. Mm. It was what the suits thought people wanted. Right. But we know for a fact, right, that people, you, dear listener, are way more intelligent than the Muppets that run BBC Local Radio, right? Think. Way more intelligent. And I have to believe that the same applies for papers. If you, you know, we've got the Daily Star if you want that kind of stuff. We're more intelligent. I we am surprised at the mirror. That. I am surprised at the mirror because it's supposed to be socialist paper. We deserve better than this. And the thing is, right, I've been, I've been on David Icke's website too long. That we just accept it. We accept it. And we know from working in radio, right, where the, the bosses said, you've got to tone it down, you've got to dumb it down. They didn't use the phrase dumb it down, but you've got to make it the safest possible thing you can do, right? So I got the boot. Yeah. Because it wasn't safe. I was going to say, not here, they've not, but we've been no, told that before. Pe- people don't get it, they said. Yeah, exactly. And it really annoys me. It, genuinely, I saw this earlier on, and I got so peed off about it. Hang on a second. Line two, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Yeah, you're on the um, app. My name yeah, my name's Marty, and I'm calling from Madison, Wisconsin. Are you really? I'm a Paris. Yeah, I'm a Periscope. Uh, I watch oh, on Periscope. Hey, and, man, uh, it says Chip, Chip in Norton on on my uh, thing. It says you're calling from Oxfordshire. <laughs> oh, good well, for you. I, ha- I have I have a phone plan that I have a thousand minutes that I can call anywhere in the world. Oh, but, baby, baby, um, baby. So I have I have a few questions about the show. Oh, I'll, I'll um, do my best way, to answer, but I may not be able to. Go on, yes. By the way, Catherine is really awesome. Um, <laughs> now, when you say awesome... Well, I forgot your name, sorry. It's Marty. Marty, okay. When you say awesome, yeah. do you mean hot or an intelligent and funny um, um, co-host and producer? Yes. Excellent answer. Thanks, I like it. Thanks, I think. Okay, Marty, yeah. go on. What would you want to know? Okay. And so, we're looking, we're looking uh, at and you. That was, and that was a compliment. Um, uh, as far as callers calling in, um, yeah. do they need to be drunk? Or is that just, did that just happen? I don't know if we've had any drunk callers tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. Friday been, night we get them. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they've kind of all been straight tonight, I think, Marty. Also, is there a wiki for all the people that call in? Like, um, I know Nigel and I think Dennis, but I'm starting to learn the characters on the, well, the, the callers of the show. I don't know what a wiki is. Do you mean a Wikipedia page? You don't, do you? Yeah. You do? Uh-huh. Uh, on the callers? Yeah. No, I don't... No, no, gosh, no. No. Okay, um, and also, I had a question as far as, um, uh, like, well, I think that would be a good idea for uh, for the listeners that um, don't know the history, especially of Nigel. I'm starting to get it that he's a little bit of a musician. Yeah. Well, this is, this is the thing. I don't... I, I know more about some callers than I do about others. But also, and I know that some people, some people have, have heard some of the callers on other shows that I've done or other shows that other people have done. But I could, listen, man, there's no rush. There's no rush, Marty. I'm here for, hopefully, I've got a two year contract at least, right? I'm, I'm happy if this is my final resting place. I will be very happy with that, actually. But I'm here for two years. There's no, it's only week four. There's no rush. Enjoy the journey. Well, uh, I, so I'm enjoying it so far, but I do have, I, ha- right. I have one last question. Go on. Um, I was listening to you talk about Katy, Katy Perry, yeah. and um, you, you, I, I'm older than you. I actually went to the internet and looked up and saw how old you were. Um, wow, uh, your you're... music tastes? Yeah. Jeez. Um, how so, do I put this? Um, oh, gosh. It's like my parents listened to that. Right, and your parents had great taste. What's wrong with the Beach Boys? <laughs> 
Boy the Monkeys. Yeah, well, yeah, well, okay. You tell you tell me any other bands that are touring to celebrate well, their 50th well, anniversary. Who's who? Here's uh, a th- here's a thing, Marty. Nineteen. 19- yeah, they're they're dead. One of them's <laughs> Most dead. Of the other band. 1967. The Monkeys sold twice as many records as the Beatles. And, and the and, Rolling and, Stones and, and, and put together. Boom. And you... Yeah. Boom. Um, yeah. 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 I, uh, I won that, didn't Some I? taste and um, sales don't always go together. No, you're right. You're but, right. They uh, don't always. But I'm, listen, I'm, one of, I, I'm, a bit, I'm a big believer of if it works for you, man, it works for you. Well, my, my question is, um, uh, as far as um, your age, yeah. um, you are... 40 right well yeah go why not yeah okay because when i saw your picture i thought you were 30 and when i started listening to you going on about music yes i I thought you were maybe 50 but um so 40 i'm 40 i'm 42 you may have looked at an old picture i am uh, getting a little bit fatter and a bit grayer and i have a beard now do you do you do you you remember warrant um by any chance warrant yeah, the band Warrant from I don't, the 80s. I don't, um, I, I'm not really into 80s music. Called, yeah, they had a song called Cherry Pie. Um, there also was a band called White Snake. I remember White Snake. That had uh, Tawny, Tawny, uh, Tawny Katane uh, dancing on top of a uh, car, sexually, explicitly, um, in that way. Oh, Cherry Pie, I, yeah, I'm I remember not Cherry Pie, sure, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure that... Um, the MTV and sexualization is anything new. No, it's not new, but but, but 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 as we get older, as as we kind of move through time and new pop stars come up, they always have to trump what the previous generation has done. So yeah, you, I know I know the, the cherry pines and you know and, and sexual songs and stuff and all of that. But the videos now, you have to admit, the videos now are way more sexual. Then the, I mean, I, I know this is a cliche, but um, Miley, uh, the, uh, Hannah Montana, what was her name? Yeah, Miley, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus. Uh, naked on a wrecking ball. I mean, guys, come on, we get it. And I know it's not her. Di- but don't don't you think that don't you think that you? I mean, does it does it does it hit any buttons when you when you kind of hear what you're saying and like hear your parents? In yeah, your yeah, head? yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they were right. Maybe we need to listen to our parents more. Maybe. Yeah. Are you a maybe, par- are you a, are you maybe. a dad are you a dad, Marty? Uh my my son is twenty five, so well, hang on, yeah. how old are you? Thirty eight. <laughs> I'm older than you. Yeah. I'm forty eight. Forty eight, okay, okay. Well yeah. Just maybe you bit. maybe you'd think differently if you had girls. Um ah. I, no, no. no. You don't know. I I, I I kept no, I, I, I kept uh, a lid on my, my kids, um yeah. Media watching when they were growing up. Give them a good whopping. Did you give them a good whopping? Did you, did, did, no, did they, I just uh, locked everything down. Good, mm. good for you. Listen, Marty, I've got to go because we're, we're at the end of the show, mate. But thanks right. for calling. All right. Speak Thank again. You. Yeah. Take care. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. Look at that. You see. So, Wisconsin. That's exciting, isn't it? I mean, he's wrong on everything he was saying. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Thank you, Marty. I look forward to speaking to you again. Isn't it funny? The phone system here is so um, queer. It said he was calling from Oxfordshire. <laughs> Chipping Norton. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Isn't that funny? The more English-sounding plays you can find. Oh, man alive. Guys, that's it. Catherine, if you need to go and do the pod, I do. go. I'll go, go, it. go, go, go. That's it, guys. That's your lot. Thank you very much. For a Monday show, um, that was a corker, actually. Thank you very, very much indeed. Thank you, John Ronson. 
um, do go to johnronson.com or Amazon and look at his books because they're just he's just such a good writer uh, go and get the best of uh, podcast please we'll be back Tuesday night tonight at 10 o'clock it thank you mate talk radio join the talk nation pick up your phone and talk radio we'll get you talking 